It's Garcia Diaries! Welcome to the Garcia Diaries Unfiltered. I am your host, Bethany Garcia, and I'm sitting here with my husband slash co-host, Anthony. Hola! It is Valentine's Day. By the time you hear this, Valentine's Day will be long gone, but we have a special guest on the podcast today. We are so excited to welcome... My sister, Hannah, Pastor Hannah, Hannah Johnson. (laughs) My ex-lover. To the pod. (laughs) Hello, thank you for having me here. Truthfully, I thought this was a paid gig, but happy to be here anyway. Sorry to disappoint. Nephew and nieces. All right, so I hope people can tell the difference between our voices too. This is Bethany talking, by the way. This is Hannah talking. All right, so get that in your core memory. (laughs) We're good. Okay, so we thought something really big is coming. It's coming out the day this comes out, right? Okay, so we have a huge, we have a huge announcement for the podcast. So we thought for one last time, while we're independent, while we're independent, that we would give you guys one last treat before corporate America comes and takes over (laughs) our podcast. I'm just kidding, but we. You know, you guys have been asking for Hannah, and I don't really see why, because she's boring as hell, which is why (laughs) I moved on from her and started, you know, chasing Bethany. So boring. But that's besides the point. So Hannah is here, and obviously today's Valentine's Day, so... He's so excited that he got to spend it with you, Hannah. (laughs) A dream come true. 11 years ago, yes. (laughs) Maybe 12. But... Valentine is here and Valentine Valentine's day is here and Bethany and I were at lunch today and we were like just talking about Valentine's day and Bethany you agree with Valentine's day right or like the whole notion agree. of it it's, it's I you can't disagree with a fact today is Valentine's okay. day Hannah Valent- did you celebrate Valentine's day today no okay if you had a significant person in your life would you have celebrated Valentine's day have you celebrated Valentine's Day ever with a partner? No. Even when I was in relationships on Valentine's Day, we didn't do anything. Was that because of lack of funds or because of other reasons? Lack of fun. No, I feel like Valentine's Day is one of those like American holidays created to get people You're to spend money. You're literally American. Yeah. <laughs> but it's literally created to make people spend money and do dumb things. I just think it's... Like, why not celebrate your love every day? Oh, my God. Right. Did you get that from a Facebook post? No, I'm just Team Anthony on this one. (laughs) I've always thought that. So, but, like, I was really thinking, like, where did that start from for me? Because, like, people hear that and they probably think, like, oh, he's just fucking broke or he doesn't, whatever, whatever they want to say. But for me, it started, I want to say, like, elementary school, right? Because I've always had girls I mean, we won't say how we were all little kids i always had girls that you know i was interested in girls girls were interested in me and i always had like a girlfriend right every year valentine's day i'm in like third fourth grade, and they're like oh what are you gonna get so-and-so and i'm like what do you mean what am i gonna get so-and-so like i don't have a fucking job like <laughs> eight nine ten years old and every year it was always like what are you gonna get this person so i had to like go to the store and like steal some chocolate or you know beg someone for some money right and I always felt like I had to get so what I would do like later on in like in junior high is I'd just break up with the girl on February 1st and like reach out again February 15th because then I didn't have to deal with any of that shit right no one ever bought me a gift on Valentine's Day you didn't buy me a gift in high school Bethany I bought you a gift yes I did would you buy me I got you that little thing 
<laughs> what little thing? Not not our first Valentine's. Not when we were still in high school. Remember, I, I bought you that stupid monkey. I think I got you a box of chocolates or something in the like, shape of a basketball. Wait, I remember that monkey. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like. There was so much pressure and I had to like, I think I had to beg, beg Luke Crandall, like, bro, let me borrow $10 and like, I'll get you back somehow. No one ever bought me shit. And I'm like, it just, for me is like, this is stupid. It's stupid. I don't ever want my kids to be like, oh, I have to go above and beyond. No, fuck that. Like, if you like someone, like them every day. Like, you know what I mean? Well, you and do. Also, you do like them every day. Me wanting to celebrate Valentine's Day doesn't mean that I loved you any less yesterday. No, but it's I feel like it's the professing of the love. I know people in relationships, they break up every other week. They treat each other like shit. But today, they were on Facebook, Instagram, posting their gifts. You're the best thing in my life. Like, I, I'm, And I see this and I'm like, I want no part of that fuckery. <laughs> like, if you're going to treat me like shit, treat me like shit 365 days. Don't give me 364 but and you treat me good on Valentine's Day. I'm sure Day. they... If a relationship is like that, just let them have their one day of getting to show off. That's they can do that. I'm just saying I don't want to partake in that. Leave me, leave, leave me out of that. Don't expect like, don't expect anything from me. I will say I feel like if I was dating someone who, and this is just like my ignorant opinion, I'm not married. If I was with someone who was really into Valentine's Day and wanted to celebrate, I would do it because they wanted to. Well, I mean, Love like. It. I wouldn't. I would say Bethany, you're into Valentine's Day and like the whole like. So like, I bought you like some chocolate and a little like stupid Oreo heart box, but like we went to lunch. But like I didn't like. But that was enough for me. Any more than that, and I might get a little uncomfortable. <laughs> like I'm not into big displays of affection like that. But where it's like you are. No, no, no. Like if you had roses all over the house when I woke up, I would just be like, okay, like that's so now weird. And like, Hannah, yeah. I was going like, so obviously you know how Facebook gives you memories. So I was like, I was going through my memories thing and mind you, Bethany doesn't cook. She, very early in our marriage, she tried to cook. The shit was disgusting. <laughs> so I very nicely said, look, I'll take over this. Right? Yeah, very so, nicely he said it. Every sure. every single post from Valentine's Day, Bethany made me pancakes. And I'm like, you didn't make me pancakes any other day of the year, but you made me heart pancakes on this. I'm like, fuck that. I don't want that. That's so Because in my mind it was like, okay, I'm gonna really try to make him feel special today. And that's what I don't like. Make me feel special. <laughs> right? I have my birthday to feel extra special. Make him heart pancakes every morning. Don't, but like <laughs> back then, yes, it would have been appreciated. But I don't know. I just, for, I don't, I like, I agree with you. It's just a marketing scam by corporate America to get us to buy all their shit so they can release their Easter stuff and, you know, keep making our money. You know what else is a us. scam, a marketing scam? What? Sports cards. Actually, you're wrong there. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, yeah? People sell sports cards for a lot of money. That's a scam. No, it's not. It's an it's an investment. A Eyelashes scam. are a scam because you put them on, <laughs> you pay money, they come off. It's a scam. <laughs> then shoes are a scam because you pay more, you pay money for them, and then they come off. You you lost <laughs> this. Your eyelashes could never stay on like forever. They they come off eventually. I could wear shoes with holes in them, right? <laughs> people are there's people around the world that wear like. Their shoes are fucked up. Then haircuts. Haircuts are a scam, yes. Okay. Because your hair well, will Well, I'm glad we agree back. on something. 
but the hair is natural. They putting fake you know eyelashes speaking, on isn't speaking of this whole conversation right now. This week we got a review on Apple Podcasts, and I will say this: I appreciate when feedback doesn't hurt our overall rating because I think it's kind of fucked up if there's like one thing you don't like about it but you listen to it every single week and you give us three stars because then that like it hurts us in the long run right um or if you leave a one star review just to say you don't listen like okay (laughs) someone left a five star review they said fun to listen to not the most articulate couple but entertaining they're young and it shows (laughs) that's the best insult feedback review i've ever received not the most articulate and i would agree i love that she was so nice about it i know, I know it was nice. a girl and then she well, said hilarious well her name is victor could be a guy victor cruz was a could Vic- okay so could be a guy could be a girl could be whoever they said hilarious they both have the best laugh especially anthony um i don't appreciate that part <laughs> but I appreciate the not the most articulate. That was good. Now, have you ever claimed to be older than you are? No. No. But here's, okay, here's the, the one thing that does bother me is when, like, the whole, oh, they're young and it shows. Like, why is being young such, a, like, if, if old people are mad, if you call them old, or the middle-aged people on Instagram are mad when I say they're middle-aged, don't be mad when someone gets called not the most articulate. Okay. Do be don't, mad. Don't, don't get mad at being called middle-aged if you are middle-aged, but then turn around and call young people young as an insult. Yes, we're young. We're young. So, obviously, thank you for the five stars. <laughs> Nothing else after that matters. <laughs> but there's two parts to this that bother me in a sense. First is obviously the age thing. Because just because we're young doesn't mean that we're not wise on, like through our life lessons or it just means that we it's not that it's not like we don't have life experience exactly or that we never we're just claim to stupid. have it we're just sharing our life and that's that's the thing there was another review someone left and they gave us like two stars and they were like they're very uneducated and i'm just and it's like first of all we've never said like yo come listen to this podcast so you can learn about life and get fa- <laughs> that's never been the point we, we talk we, about we are college dropouts like don't come to us for education but like here we talk about what we know and our life experiences and we translate those to words, right? Like, fuck, like there's podcasts out there that people with doctorates and PhDs are talking. Like, if you want to fucking learn, go to them. If you want to hear <laughs> exactly. funny stories and hear about our life and, and what, how much how we, we fuck up, what we think, yep. then this is the space, right? Like, that was the first mistake you made, buddy. This is not the news. This is not CNN, Fox News. This is the Garcia Diaries unfiltered. <laughs> Right there. And second, second to that, we're not, what was the word they used? They're not uh, articulate. articulate. I hate, I hate the notion that education and being smart is tied to a clean cut, well-spoken individual. Right. Mm, Right. That's a good point. Um, You know, you always hear about like people, you have your, your home voice, your, you know, your voice around your friends and then you have your smart voice. I, I, I'll admit I had, when I worked at Cox and I spoke to my customers, I was very like, you literally a, had to put on a facade yes, to, to make them, yeah. right. I, I hate that. Because and you I, wanted a good review because you wanted them to like you because they wanted, because you wanted to not get in trouble with your bosses. And in order to do that, you had to act a certain way. Right. So like 
someone sees me right away, I have tattoos, I wear gold chains, I wear a gold bracelet, like, do I look stupid, do I, like, do I look like a thug, do I, you know what I mean, like, right, like, I hate that, and I hope that one day as society, we can get away from how someone looks, right, as, and, right. and move that apart from, hey, is this person a good person, um, you know what I mean, I, I, those immediate judgments, I, I hate those, just because I can't say a word, also, Clearly. it is kind of a privilege to have access to the best education in the world. And to learn That's all true. these big ass dictionaries. Yeah, exactly. It's such a like well racist classist thing to say, oh well they're they're not smart because they're not articulate. <laughs> like Well, and on top of that, they're equating being inarticulate to being young. I know some incredibly well spoken high schoolers who like you would think they're, I don't know, so much older than they are by the way they speak. I know some middle-aged people that obviously never went to English class. Exactly. And so that has nothing to do with being young. That's And also I take offense to this because I was <laughs> 17 years old and I went to an interview for a management position at UPS and my interview skills blew away the person they hired me. I had no business, no business being accepted for that job he's the youngest person ever hired as that in, position that's what i'm UPS saying like too. i that's, that's so, so offensive to, to me that oh because i can't say encyclopedia whatever i'm fucking mexican i have an, an accent a small accent you know what i mean like but whatever thanks for the five but stars. thanks for the five stars <laughs> thank you then, so much please don't go back and change that part <laughs> but that's that's like when we were with cox when i worked there we had surveys and it was like one through 10. And if they gave you anything below it, an eight, you failed. So people oh, wow. would give us like a seven, but it'd be like, the technician was great. Da, 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 da. Yeah. But the person on the phone. So like I've this reviews on the podcast kind of feel like certain customer surveys. You know what yeah. I mean? Not, yeah. not as big of an impact, but it still sucks. But Hey, go ahead and leave your five stars and whatever else you want to write and we'll accept it. So. <laughs> I'm scared. So, one of the biggest and longest running jokes on this podcast and it's my Instagram are that you're, that my sister Hannah is Anthony's ex-girlfriend. I the, am. The longest running joke. So we want to... Who said ex-girlfriend? <laughs> I actually thought about that the other day with one of the girls that he was like dating when he was a freshman and he just Which like one? left and never came back. So technically he never broke up with her. Freshman, I was at I was at your school freshman year. Oh, eighth grade. We all broke up. <laughs> we all broke. Um, anyway, so let's let's go back to your freshman year, my junior year. Um, you guys were in the same class. Yes. You're the same age. Yeah. You're like a month apart. Yeah. So okay. Can you walk us through the first time you ever laid eyes on me? Oh my god! No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I wish I could. I don't remember. Okay, I have a question. I have a question. So I, I remember the first time we met because specifically your sister. So it was Spanish class freshman year. I am at this new school. I don't want to be there. It's at a church. There's a lot, a lot of Caucasian people. <laughs> And I, I know two weeks in a row, people are going to talk shit, but I, I love white people. My wife's white. My kids are white. Like, it's good. Um, I get sat in the corner. Ms. Vaughn's class, Spanish. Mm -hmm. I get sat in this corner, and the girl in front of me will not shut up. That's your sister. She just talks. And 
I learned that that summer she had gotten in trouble. Her door was gone. She had no makeup. She <laughs> and just, she probably he probably learned that from me, literally telling the whole talking. Class. <laughs> it was Gabby Lounsbury that was sitting next to you, and I was like, "Yo, this fucking chick like just will not shut up." And but I was like, "She has nice boobs." Honestly, True. I don't remember you had, <laughs> but I know you were in that class. So obviously we, um, you know, we met. But starting off, how was it? growing up with Bethany, like, was she always someone who, I know this kind of sound, kind of sound mean, but like wanted to steal the spotlight. Very just like overbearing and. Overbearing is not the right word to use. And I take offense to that. No, she very much was. She was the star of the show. It was Bethany's world and we were living in it. She was, Bethany was born. She was born to be in the spotlight. But she's also the most dramatic person in the entire world. And so the smallest thing would happen. And it was like the sun had smacked the earth and everything was over. Um, She was a lot. Remember your 16th birthday and you were wearing that big puffy dress and I came downstairs in a dress and mom and dad were like, get upstairs, change right now. Cause you and were trying like, to up what? show me. No, that's what they thought. And like that, that is so, that's literally happened all the time. I wasn't even allowed to buy Tom's because that was Hannah's thing. But like, I think that mom and dad literally like made me feel like I was in the spotlight or overshadowing everyone all the time to the point where it like messed with my confidence. <laughs> cause I wasn't allowed to do certain things cause that was Hannah's thing. I think, I think they were like that with all of us though. Like yeah. I think that, I mean, honestly, like they just didn't really know how to parent us a lot of the time because I wasn't allowed to sing because that was your thing. And yeah. like Dana wasn't allowed to do the drums cause that was my thing. And it's so weird. they like made us all, I'm like, we could all do all of these things, but I, all right. Yeah, so it was weird. we'll get into like your childhood a little bit more in depth later on, but so we're in high school. And I'm gonna be honest. Can we be honest? Can we be honest here? Absolutely. The reason why I was drawn to Hannah is because it didn't matter what class, what desk, your leg was always behind your head for some reason. <laughs> Shut up. I can do that too. No, like, yo, <laughs> like, you just look at Hannah and she's got her fucking foot by her ear and she's just like, yeah, I'm stretching. And I'm like, that is oh, so awesome. Oh, another thing awesome. I wasn't allowed to do. I wasn't allowed to do gymnastics or cheerleading because I was Hannah's thing. You couldn't have done <laughs> I gymnastics or cheerleading. So, you know, me being, I don't 14, 13 years old, like that in, in theory sounded like could be a fun thing. But anyway, so I like, you know, dated a couple girls freshman year, whatever. And then I think the end of freshman year, I was like, all right, I think I like Hannah. So I don't think I did said anything freshman year though, because no. I remember hanging out with somebody from the basketball team and he dated Bethany. And I said, I need to hang out with this guy because if I can get Bethany to hang out with him, maybe she'll bring Hannah along <laughs> like double date, you know? <laughs> and so that was like the summer freshman year going into sophomore year. And so I was like always talking to your sister and one day I made a joke about like the San Francisco Giants being the worst baseball team, whatever. I made some joke yeah. and she took offense and just like hung up the phone and we didn't talk for the rest of summer. Oh, 
I was like, it was some, I was like, Cold. Buster Posey sucks or something like that. And she's yeah. like, fuck oh. you. And she hung up the phone and we didn't talk again. Well, good for her for <laughs> saying that. Which is honestly, that's so crazy to me because I can't get her to watch sports with me today. Like, I don't. What? Yeah, it's a trauma response. <laughs> and so anyway, so whatever that happens, we go to school sophomore year. And I was like, all right, I guess I got to like make my move in person. And I would always like invite you to Dairy Queen for lunch, try to eat lunch with you. And you never on took my invite. On the first day of school, 10th grade, I'm pretty sure it was the first day of school. Cause I remember the first day of school, I wore this like blue strapless dress with like a white cardigan over it. And I'm pretty sure we were, for some reason we were drinking lemonade and you gave me a hug. But when you hugged me, your lemonade spilt down the back of my dress. Do you remember that? That was me. He did that on 100%. Purpose. That was you. Damn, I don't remember that. It spilt down the back of my dress. And I was like, this punk. <laughs> but yeah, you'd always ask hey. me to go to Dairy Queen. But always. it was always like a friendly, like I was like, I didn't, There's I don't think. There's nothing friendly no, about I, you. No, my intentions <laughs> were kidding. like greater, but I was just like, yo, like we should grab lunch. Like. We're in English class. We're class. class. We're in English class. You're <laughs> sitting by me. Articulate. We're like having a great time. And I'm like, let's carry this over to lunch. And you're like, oh no, I have to go to chapel or <laughs> oh, I have to go like all this. It's just like the stupid and like our high school, you could go off campus, mm-hmm. whether you're a freshman, freshman on up. So we would go to like, there's like a Dairy Queen around there, Burger King. You never wanted to go with me. But like during class, you were like, super flirty and like always talk to me but then that you just use me whatever but I wasn't like smart so like you know what I mean it wasn't like you were like getting answers for me because I was trying to get answers from you (laughs) (laughs) but anyway so I made a couple like advances turned down I finally fucking it's embarrassing to admit today but I wrote you that letter you did. I sat in my room and I thought it out. It was this <laughs> glorious letter and I wrote it because remember, I didn't have a cell phone. I didn't, oh, my parents I, were fucking strict as fuck. Fuck. I Anna, wish to this day that I knew what that I letter know, said. I remember Anna, what the letter from said. Your perspective, no, I'm just from your perspective. Hannah, did you ever like me? Like, was there a chance of that just wasting my time? I didn't. I don't think. Damn. I really, I really think I was like, oh, he's flirting with me. Like, this is fun. And I, like, enjoyed the attention. But I don't think I ever liked you. Same, my time. Same with um, Esteban. Esteban. <laughs> I fucking knew it. I just, like, enjoyed the attention. Okay, well, but that, I was, that like, comes 14. later. So hold on. That com- we'll talk about that in a sec. He gives you the note. Okay. It's yeah. after school, because I remember exactly what happened. Because... He was tell he kept telling me like oh I have a crush on Hannah oh I have a crush on Hannah I have a crush on I'll Hannah I'll be like yo like talk me and like, Aunt were me best up to your we sister. were best friends at that point when school started because okay we had the whole fight and I was like mad at you about the Giants the first day of school we started hanging out every day so you wouldn't go to Dairy Queen with him so I would oh that's when your friend would did that fucking stupid ass thing to me that oh I, yeah yeah one <laughs> of her friends okay one of her friends is the first day of school we go to Dairy Queen and you remember they're like booths. Yeah. So I was sitting at the end of the booth and the friend was sitting like in against the wall. And she's like, I never, she was new. She didn't go to the school the year before. I guess she went the prior, but she was like, oh, my drink's out. Can someone give me a refill? And I was like, yeah, like I'm, I'm here at the end. I'll get you a refill. So I, I go to get her refill and she's like, yep, I got him whipped. And I was like, <laughs> are you fucking kidding me? Like, first of all, I don't know you. 
I'm being nice because that's what my mom taught me to, to do, be nice. But she was That's mean. what she taught you. She taught me to be nice. <laughs> and I'm just like, ever since then, that like put a taste in my mouth for the rest of time. And I was like, nope, I'll never like. You just- always say that I ruin your friendships. You ruin mine. No, I let you have a friendship with this person. And I sat there and I went Fizzled to these events like and, I, and I went to these celebrations and I was the there. I, I slept on the hospital floor, like all this for this person. I, I didn't just shoot, shut it down for you. Okay, so moving on from that. So I give you the note. You immediately run to your fucking sister. Because at this point, at this point, I'm starting, the, Anthony's my best friend. I'm starting to develop feelings for him. And all I hear all day is how much he likes Hannah, how much he likes Hannah. And so you run up to me after school. I don't remember. No, you don't remember. I truly don't remember this part. Oh my part. God, Hannah, you ran up to me with a note and you're like, Anthony wrote me a note. I'm freaking out. And you were like on the verge of tears and you took the note, you ripped it up and you I, put it in the trash can. Okay. I do remember that in the now. lobby. I do remember ripping it up and throwing it in, throwing it in the trash can. Cause I was like, this is like, you know, like harmless fun. I think, but then I, it was real. But honestly, I think I was yeah. like, yo, we could have a future together. We could have five <laughs> kids and build our own business. I think I like went into depth like that. So, like, thinking about it now, that shit is weird as fuck. Like, if someone gives my daughter a note in sophomore year and is like, ooh, like, you're, sp- I'll be like, yeah, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta chill, man. You no, know, I'll be like, girl, don't even, don't even mess with him. Don't just find someone else. No, you, he'd probably end up with one of your other daughters. <laughs> Pull an Anthony. <laughs> Not gonna happen. So, anyways, you write the note, I write the note, you rip it up. I don't think you ever, like, respond. And it, you never acknowledged I did it. it ever, I don't think it even ever got awkward between us. It just like, no. life just like oh, look, went on Oh look, dad's calling Hannah right now. My Should dad. we answer live on the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Damn, they could call at 11 o'clock at night from prison? Shit. <laughs> answer it. No. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but life moves on. Um, obviously this is in like August because school starts in August in Arizona. Yeah. Bethany and I don't, like officially become a thing until October. Mm-hmm. So from August to October, I'm still like trying to get you to like me. But at the same time, it's like Bethany's working herself on me. So I'm like working on you, but at the same time, she's working on me. Yeah. And I think at one point, I see, I don't know. I, I think you're kind of lying. I think you did kind of like me because I got a phone for a month someone someone had like snuck me one of those government phones and we would like text and I would be like texting both of you because I remember I'd go to my Tio Jason and be like yo I'm talking to sisters right now like <laughs> I'm dope as fuck and it was like the coolest thing and then here's where it went wrong Hannah wore my shoes to school and I go upstairs after school and we go into the game room and in there we gossip girl was playing i remember that specifically and you were sitting there watching it and you were like oh yeah anthony said that he liked my shoes today and i flipped flipped i remember i was like don't you ever fucking talk to my sister again or like and i got mad at hannah Mm -hmm. and i got mad at you and i was like done i was like you're not my friend anymore like you're fucking disgusting and you're not my sister (laughs) 
for wearing <laughs> for some dope shoes, for man. Complimented on that. <laughs> and so, which you, I got over in like five minutes with my sister because I literally like went to her and I was like, "Dude, this this guy's not worth it. Like, let's just not talk to him." Anymore. So this is what I meant by the littlest thing is like the sun smacking the earth. <laughs> but I remember you? Bethany, you you texted me and you said you're not worth the drama. Yeah, I was team sister. And I was like, oh, okay. So I was like, well, fuck them both then. Like, I'm not going <laughs> to talk to them. No, actually, no. You, I was like, I'm not going to be your friend anymore. But I was still like texting Hannah and whatnot. Hannah, you didn't choose team sisters like I did? Yeah, you weren't as loyal. I guess not. <laughs> I wish I remembered this more. <laughs> Cocaine does that to you. <laughs> it's all the drugs. <laughs> but so we fast forward. I cut Bethany off and I was like, fuck you. You said I'm not worth the drama. Cause like Bethany and had you know, tried to like reconcile. he'd be in the fucking hallway with like Dominique and all these different girls, like totally flirting in front of me on purpose for mm-hmm. three weeks straight. I did not like, I wouldn't acknowledge like Kanye her. Vibes. I would just like walk past. <laughs> if I had Instagram, I'm going to blow your shit up. With the Kim lookalike going into You're lucky I didn't have social media in high school. Cause I would be, I would be Kanye Petty. But. Thank God. Whatever that goes by. I think I would just like move on from you because it just no it was three weeks you literally spent the entire three weeks trying to make me jealous yes you did not move on no but it wasn't with hannah it was with other girls i just said who <laughs> no, but i'm saying i moved on from hannah that's oh, what okay. i'm saying like people think like she oh yes yeah, she, she rejected me so much i was like all right I'm okay just. did you guys hold hands in class one time yes no 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 no. i grabbed her hand it was in the hallway and i was like try to hold her hand walk into classes and she's like pulled her hand away and it was like <laughs> that was like the final straw I was like, do you guys want to try again right now I've held her hand plenty of times. <laughs> okay. Great. But so that happens. And then, you know, Bethany sings to me at the school talent show. Okay. So yeah, then there's the talent show. Abba had just died. Remember? Is that when you sang, I love rock and roll? No. Okay. No. Wait, like, that would have been weird. Can you guys explain who Abba is? Because some people may not oh, know. Oh, it's my dad's dad, Aji and Abba. So Grandma, Abba's Grandpa. means grandpa. Yeah. Aji means grandma and so abba had just died and so, Damn, so we i was like an school. emotional crutch for you then huh we missed school then we come back the next day and it's um the talent show and i had already like planned to sing in the talent show as always because that's what dad had us do and we switched the song at the last second to a song that dad had r- written and him and I worked together to rewrite it to make more sense for me and Anthony and sang that at the talent show. Dang, that was a real one for I doing know. that. He was. That's kind of creepy. Respect. In my opinion. <laughs> I, listen, listen. It worked though. My, I, you will never catch me writing any lyrics for any of my kids to try to win someone back. That's He didn't, I wrote it. I rewrote no, he helped it. you. He had he already had the song. the song written. That's what I'm saying. In the 80s. Listen, Deuce, he has, you're not he using had, like, anything dad, of mine to win anyone's love. You better do that on your own. That's about my dad is like, he, he was a musician and a singer. And in the 80s, he like toured with a band. But he had like binders and binders full of music that some he sold and like who who's the biggest guy that like sang one of his songs? Barry Manilow? I literally have no you idea. Don't know. Luke Johnson. <laughs> and so basically he had all these songs that had never been. So anyway, that's so that's how bought. Bethany and I our match was struck in the rest is history. So I do remember one day we were in your old, I think it was your Jimmy. Is that what you were driving at the time? I don't remember what car. 
and you were like, would you be mad if I dated Anthony? And I was like, no. Would it be weird if I dated Estevan? And you were like, no. <laughs> Estevan, that, it's so funny that this is brought up because this was when Anthony and I first started dating. Some guy liked Tana. And so he, him and Anthony were on the basketball team no, together. And I was and like, we weren't this on is- the basketball team. We, he, we were on the basketball team together, but in the whole school, there was three Mexicans. Yeah. And we were two of three. Yeah. So he, they were friends. Who was friends? You and Esteban. You weren't? We were basketball teammates. Okay. <laughs> and here I was thinking, oh my gosh, like we're both going to have boyfriends right now. Our boyfriends are friends. It's going to be so cool. And so we go to homecoming all together. Super fun. But Hannah's like, she's giving awkward vibes. Like I, a lot. I was like, I enjoyed the attention. And then when I actually had to like spend time with any guy in high school, I was so uninterested. You were awkward as fuck. I was Do you so want to know what she did to me that traumatized me? Yeah. One night I was taking Estevan home <laughs> and I look no. in my rearview mirror and Hannah and Estevan are making out and I'm 100% aware that this is Hannah's first kiss. And so I'm disgusted. And second of all, it looked horrific. Like it was a lot. I just, I just want to say like the fact that he's who you dated right after I let you go, it just makes me think that like you were kind of sad because out of all the boys, <laughs> okay. all the boys in the school, you go for the one short Mexican kid like me, oh. you know, just, but he had green eyes. It doesn't matter. His eyes are beautiful. I'll give him that. Not only shit. You so anyways, and then they break up like a week later. <laughs> like, Remember he was like trying to get you to help him like set up some like crazy, like ass to homecoming. And I literally was like, no, I like, yeah. I, I told you to tell him. I was like, no, I do not want that. Yeah. I don't want that crazy attention. She wasn't interested. She was interested in the attention, okay, but not so the attention. Nothing yeah. serious happened between us, which I think is why. That's today, why I wanted to joke, joke about. about. Yeah. yeah. And uh, okay. Have you, cause you, you've obviously been in relationships. So a has, so how does that come? Cause like with the last guy you were dating, like, it was a joke. Like the first time you met him, I was like, I brought it up in a joke. So like with any of your exes, like, is that something that you're like, Hey, by the way, before you meet my sister and her husband, is that something that you bring up or has what is it ever she, been an what issue? What is there to bring up that you wrote her a note? Yeah. But like, there's gotta be, cause I feel like there's some people that would be like, what the fuck? Like you guys used to like, cause people <laughs> all the time are like, aren't like family get togethers awkward or you know what I mean? Cause people right. automatically assume like it was something serious and was bigger than we actually make it out to be. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and has there ever been anyone you dated that was like, that's weird. Like, no, I, I feel like anytime I feel like I've only introduced you to two guys. Ever. Three, three, three. Well, okay. The okay. Yeah. Guy, the, uh, the, the drug guy. And then the last guy. Okay. Yeah. True. There's three. I'm pretty sure the first time I introduced them to you. I was like, um, this is my ex-boyfriend, Anthony, and his wife, Bethany, who's my sister. And like, I made it awkward on purpose because I thought it was okay. so funny. It is funny. And it's, then, it's like a great, like, yeah, you know what I mean? Just funny. a great Laugh. running ha, joke. Ha. And then I explained like, okay, no, we never actually okay. dated or, and, and so it's, it's and always just like a funny thing. If you dated someone and let's say they took offense to that, well, I don't know why they would, but if they did, 
would that be or it made them uncomfortable i probably wouldn't date them anymore okay. <laughs> i feel like you're, you're if you're so emotionally immature that you can't handle being around my family mm. that's not that a relationship part, okay. i want to be in good to know good to know but anyway so it was nothing serious hannah rejected me it was one of the few times in my life that i actually was rejected Glad to say and I was your first something. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. So now that we've got that cleared. Oh, one last question. If Bethany dies, will you marry me? Dang, that's literally on my question list for the end. I oh. I would marry you for the kids, but we'd have to just be like friends. What if I lost weight? <laughs> Shut <laughs> up. <laughs> that's just kidding. Out of here. Um, I already, already told you my response to that is, you know, we don't need to say that on the mic. But. <laughs> Um, all right, so let's get into the nitty gritty. So I'm going to say something and it's going to sound really bad. And I've, I said it to Bethany earlier and she kind of was offended. But okay. I don't mean this to be offensive. I mean this in the most literally, literalist, is that a word? Like in the most no. literal way no. possible. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so all of Bethany's traumas, she's been very open about them. She talks about them. But Bethany can capitalize off of that, right? I don't want to make it seem like, oh, Bethany talks about her dad for likes and views and money. No, that's not that's not the truth. But, being, but he's saying it makes it easier. It, but I'm saying like if people look up her article about the dad and then they follow her, every person that follows her, it leads to that ever growing number of jumping into that next pay scale, things like that, right? Yeah. So Bethany can talk about any and everything and there's a possibility that she can gain off from it so you know she talks about your guys's childhood uh things with your mom things with your dad and i've i've said it on the podcast before a paycheck makes everything a little bit easier right True. people on social media that talk shit about bethany and create these fake accounts it it makes it easier that you know she makes a good good income right like if, if you're just getting harassed online all the time but i was not making any money and there was that shit would suck right yeah it sucks but anyway it does suck <laughs> but the fact that you know you get to pay to take us on these great tri- you know what i mean like there's a reward I can to this see where, yeah i can see what you mean um and so f- with you I, i'm really interested in hearing your side of things because mm-hmm. i hear bethany's side every single day right mm-hmm. um your side of things, um, obviously, whatever you feel comfortable sharing. And just like, is there a big difference between you guys? Like, you know, this, is Bethany's re- memory of her childhood and things that were done way different? That, you know what I mean? Things like that, because she's the oldest. And as the oldest kid, I feel like sometimes, I know for me and her, like you, you take, you feel like you take on the brunt of everything and you have to be stronger for everyone and you know things like that yeah and maybe you saw it different as the second right um but so damn i don't even know where to start here it's all a lot like it's a lot how to and i don't even think we need to go in like specific details like in regards to your dad because they can find whatever they need to know from bethany's things but just like walk us through that time period um and where were you in life during all of yes, that? Yes, exactly. Um, I, I'll start off by saying that I think that you and I had very different experiences 
growing up, because you did take the brunt of it, you would be the one getting slapped around for the most part. Um, your experience was worse than mine because you were treated differently than I was. Um, and well, I, I okay. I want to stop. I don't like the worst then. So like in my situation, I'm the oldest. Michael's the baby. Michael had a lot more freedoms than I did. Right. He got to do more things. And although I think that my childhood was, was a little bit harder than his, him being allowed to get away with more, I think created other problems for him. So I don't necessarily think it's harder than also having more freedom or being hit less doesn't make things, whatever feelings you still have. Everything's not physical. Like just like our whole super nanny thing. My big thing was I'm not physically putting my hands on Bethany. And that's what I grew up in, an abusive home. You know what I mean? So very early on, I said I would never do that. But my words were doing the exact same things to her just internally. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah. oh yeah, I wasn't beating her, but I was verbally abusing, things like that. You know so what I mean? don't feel like you need to like Validate minimize, Bethany no, 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 or minimize or, your exactly, own experience. Exactly. Well, I think that I was like the silent sufferer when everything was going on. I just like had to hold it together so hard. Um, I remember like drifting from all of my friends in school because it, w- it was so public. You were everyone. a senior in high school. Yeah. Everyone knew what was going on. There was a day we were in. Oh, I forgot about that because you were you were still at the school. I right? was still okay. in school. They pulled Rosanna walked in, pulls me out of class, <laughs> pulls me out of class and takes me to the office and sitting inside the office are it's a police officer and a detective and do you remember the old office it's like all these glass windows like everyone could see in and see me sitting here with a detective and an officer and I'm sobbing my eyes out and they're asking me all these questions just berating me and I was coached so I say I want my mom present and I want my lawyer and they continue to ask me questions and I say again I want my mom present I want my lawyer and they keep asking questions. And was dad point, arrested at this point or is this no. when they did the house raid? This is when they did the house raid. Okay. So um, this was in November of 2013 and Brooklyn was like two months old. Yeah. And dad didn't get arrested till January of 2015. Mm-hmm. So a whole year. So that's just a side note. Yeah. Um, they're, they're berating me. I'm sobbing. And finally, I'm like, I don't know where my dad is. Like, I haven't seen him. I'm not sure. Like, I'm not the person to ask. Um, I, I don't know what to tell you. And I'm sobbing my eyes out. And finally, um, someone walks in that will like actually listen to me. I can't remember who it was, but I was like, I want my mom. And they finally, she contacted mom, mom came in. And then I remember getting in trouble for saying anything to them besides I want my lawyer. I want my mom. Um, and I was, I wasn't 18 yet, so they shouldn't have been questioning me alone. And so I should have had a parent present. Yeah. And then I got in trouble from mom for like not following the rules. I don't know. Um, I remember one day coming, I was at home and literally like SWAT trucks pull up, not just like cop cars, like SWAT trucks. And I was like, what in the hell is happening? Um, Derek Morgan came through. 
I wish that would have made everything better. Would it no. have? Because <laughs> um, I had a hunky monkey through all of that, and it didn't make it so much better. Dang. Well, they like they took our phones, took our computers. They had a warrant to search every inch of the house, um, and literally, as they're like taking my phone. John John it must have been texted me and was like hey can you come pick me up for practice and and so I get in my car and I didn't want to be there anyways so I, I take my old jeep and I drive to Skyline and as I'm driving there I see one of his friends and like a couple of his friends and then John John in the car heading towards the house oh my god and so I figure like they had my phone so they probably he probably texted me and said oh never mind like I got a ride and I whipped my jeep around it was right by skyline park I whipped my jeep around so fast because I was trying to stop them Mm -hmm. before they got to the house because I was like this is so embarrassing no I don't want anyone to see this yeah they got there before I did and John John's friend who he was my age and I was friends with too um texted me and he was like what is going on like is everything okay? Yeah. Um, and this is when I, in high school, stopped being friends with Shelby, stopped being friends with Bethany, different Bethany, um, Adriana, because I was like, I don't want anyone close enough so to all me. all your close friends. Yeah. And I don't want anyone close enough to me. I don't want anyone close enough to me to see how bad I'm hurting right now because I was ashamed and embarrassed. I yeah. feel like I was carrying um, mom and dad's shame on my shoulders and so I just secluded myself. Um, I, I think we both carried that shame a long time too. Yeah. Like long after dad was arrested. Oh, and absolutely. Um, so just in this, like in this time frame, Bethany's gone. Yeah. So I'm, you're the, I'm the oldest, oldest sibling. The you have the, you, you now bear that responsibility. Well, everything, yeah. everything where we were like catching dad in certain situations or, and honestly, you know what's so crazy to me too is the amount of times I caught dad doing something and I would go to mom or I would go to the pastor at the church and nothing would be done about it. And yeah, I don't no know if there, you right? got, I don't know if you or the boys knew like the half of it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I didn't tell you guys anything. I like, think maybe you would tell Hannah. The, well, the only thing I think I ever told Hannah was it wasn't even my choice to tell her. It was on the way to our wedding in Tucson as we were driving and mom, as I'm, as I'm driving to your own wedding, to my own wedding, or maybe mom was driving and I was, she oh, made me read all the it. Messages. No, no, no. Mom had found them that morning. Yes. All the Facebook messages between my dad and this 14 Person, year old. Yes. And I think she made me read them out loud. To, to you in the back seat, mm-hmm. or I was driving and she read them. I can't remember exactly, but yeah, that, I think that was the one time you knew, and I could see, like, seeing your face as I was being forced to read all everything out loud and describe pictures and all that kind of stuff. Like, I never wanted to put you through that again, so I didn't tell you anything further. Um, when I would, literally, I don't know how I was so unlucky to catch multiple you didn't even live situations. There. You were just like visiting, or you would go there when I'd work because I'd work late at night. Remember? No, and. The, when I first got pregnant with Brooklyn, oh, right. I caught him in her bedroom. Because on the Super and Bowl, I left. On the Super Bowl that year, yeah. I was at Isaac's house. I was and still I, living okay, at you're home. You're right. You're right. So I moved out in March of 2013 because I could not be there anymore. And no one was listening to me. And I was literally being told that I was crazy. Like I was crazy for even thinking that and disgusting all and right. all that kind of stuff. So, so anyway, this is about Hannah. <laughs> yeah, chill. <laughs> right. So, but that was in that. 
that situation that she's talking about was in November. So Brooklyn's already born. We already had gone to the pastor. Like all that stuff had already happened. So a lot has progressed. Like yeah, this isn't a new situation. It's okay. So anyway, so Hannah, you get there. The SWAT team comes. Yeah. It's just like from November until graduation in May. 20, so that'd be 2014. 2014. Yeah. yeah. It, it's just like shame, embarrassment, me not doing anything. Um, I got, that's the year I got really close with like my cheer friends because they didn't go to school. They didn't know what was happening. None of them knew what was going on. And so I could just be like old Hannah and pretend like it wasn't going on. Right. And I think that's where my trend of like faking it started. Mm -hmm. Um, and I realized how easy it is to just like pretend like you're okay. Um, even though you're in a world of pain. Yeah. Um, that's the year that I got close with my now best friends. Um, Fallon, Destiny, Rion, uh, Miranda and I were really close then. And a lot of us are best friends to this day. And eventually like I was able to on my own time, let them in and share those things. Um, but for a long time, it was just me faking it, pretending like I was okay. Um, I skipped school a lot my senior year. I just straight up wouldn't go to school. Um, and I don't think the office like would even call about it because they knew. And it's it was such a small school. Yeah. Um, everyone knew what was going on. So when I didn't show up, I'm, I they probably figured something yeah. was going on in the family. Um, and our dad worked for the school that we went to up until November. The house raid is what finally got him fired. Not me going to the reporting it multiple times, but the raid. And then, so dad didn't work at the school anymore. And so you're going to school and where is dad during all this time? Because he kind of disappeared for like a while. Now I know that he was up in Northern California. Um, he literally wasn't in Arizona for most of it. Yeah. But so. I remember him coming back at some point and trying to like build a relationship again. And he moved back in with mom and mom was like, nothing is true. Like he's innocent. And like he real, she really believed it. Okay. How in that time, and I'm only asking you this once again, because you are a pastor. Walk us through like, what, how was your faith in that moment? I didn't have faith in that moment. I tied a lot of my relationship with God to my relationship with my dad and once our dad hurt us so badly, it in a way broke my trust with God. And and at the time that made sense to me. If my dad's going to hurt me, God would hurt me too. All right. All right. Enough preaching to me. Um, <laughs> so, so like the high school that we graduated from, there was like 30 kids in our graduating class. That it, many? It, it's a tiny school. There was school. like 20 something in mine. It's a tiny school. So were there ever... Was it just like the elephant in the room or were there ever situations where like you had to talk about it or people like talk shit about you or like, you know what I mean? Like, were there ever any, any situations like that? Luckily, um, it was mainly talking behind my back and I knew it was happening, but if I didn't have to address it okay. and like face it, I was okay with them talking behind my back. Okay. Okay. That's so, what I, I honestly agree with that on so many levels. I think if you're going to talk shit, like do it behind someone's back like a normal person, like don't do it to their face. <laughs> well, I just, I always think, cause like this school is fucked up prior to that. A, another teacher had gotten in trouble 
And I remember like me talking shit and like I was a class clown oh, yeah. and very, you know what I mean? So I remember I, talking shit like with my dad on, when yeah. that was on the news. And, and that literally happened a few months before my dad got On talked. like social media tweeting, you know what I mean? Like yeah. just yeah. being very talking shit because that's what I did. But I never thought about, you know, when it came his to kids, your guys' situation. Wife. Yeah. Exactly. But when it came to your guys' situation, I never looked at it from every, the outside, right? Because I was yeah. now part of this my that's my wife's dad my father-in-law so i it was like a different lens in that moment um but anyway okay so moving on we graduate dad wasn't at your graduation correct correct um so he's he's in california Mm -hmm. um and this is kind of a gray area for me especially because we've talked about this before i pretty much told bethany like it's your family or it's me because everyone to me was enabling enabling him everyone was like oh we're team dad or this and that especially when we got to the point where mom was trying to get back together with him and bring him over to our house all the time and we still i had seen things with my own eyes i knew i wasn't crazy i had been told i was crazy so like he's she's trying to force this person on me and but then hannah John, John, Daniel, my siblings were all living at home with her and had no choice but exactly. to be there. But for me, it was like everyone's like everyone's acting like nothing happened. And everything. So for me, it was very like, what the fuck is wrong with these people? Yeah. And I made a situation. I will admit this mistake. Like I made the situation about me and my beliefs and my upbringing as opposed to being like. I support you, you Bethany. No, you didn't mean it, it was wrong in hindsight looking at it, but I was young, dumb, and very hard-headed at the moment. That's true. So <laughs> I didn't I didn't associate with you guys for years. Mm-hmm. Like I just completely was like, you want to go to your mom's house? Go ahead. Just I'm not going. We fought about Brooklyn a lot going because I was like, yo, your dad's literally like a child molester and you're you know what I mean? And for her it was like, well, I don't, I don't know. I'm told, you know what I mean? We had a lot of fights about that, but I, I totally distanced myself. I know Daniel would come over anytime something would happen. We would have Daniel with us. And so what, like what, what happened there? Because we, when did we go on that trip? We went to Mexico. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. We went to Mexico. I was pregnant with Harlem. So it was, it was the summer, summer after 2014. Okay, so, and I, I specifically remember Tom Bethany, listen, if the court says, like that he's not guilty I'll put my pride aside I will apologize and we can move forward mm-hmm. but I was like I I what you had told me you have seen what things that I've heard like there's no way I'm just gonna be like oh everything is cool mm-hmm. but, but time, it took, yeah time time passed. just went past I remember your dad was here and Bethany was like he got a job at the car dealership but, and which is so crazy because this is a guy that has his PhD is a pastor and he's working at a car dealership yeah but I I remember you guys came to our apartment to swim and Bethany was like begging me, like, please, can my family come over? And I was finally like, you know what, fuck it, okay. He comes, you got your whole family came over, and somehow you guys had come across a lot of money. Uh, my dad cashed out his 401k. Okay, a lot of money, and you, uh, we were like, they were, you guys were planning a trip to Mexico, and I was like, fuck, like, it's been months, mm-hmm. almost a year, nothing's happened, like, maybe, maybe it's right, like, I'll, I'll, give this a go like I told Beth like don't expect me to be like lovey-dovey and I still have my reservations but and we he, were they were like we'll pay for you guys we were dirt poor yeah and now I've never been on a vacation all of a sudden like you're giving this money giving us this money paying for us to go on vacation 
So it just like, I was like, fuck it. I'll, nothing's happened to this point. We go to Mexico and everything's like normal, normal again. again, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, so what, what happens after that? Do you, after Mexico, I moved to Tucson for college. Um, I started college Oh, and yeah, I remember Kenny was you around met boyfriend when, number yes. one, boyfriend number one, my first serious boyfriend. Um, I, we would, I would come up maybe like every other month, um, for a while, but I was really, I had a full-time job. I was going to school full-time. I had a, my, I, Valerie lives in Tucson, who's one of my best friends. And so I had my life there. Yeah. And so I wasn't around much. And then I was in fries one day with my boyfriend at the time and Daniel calls me and I answer the phone and I'm like, what up D? And he's sobbing and he says, Hannah, dad was arrested. And we were like picking out stuff for his like family dinner. And I like dropped everything I had. And he looked at me like, what the heck? And I was like, okay, I'll be there soon. And so Brandon was like, what what's going on and so did he know what was going on he had no idea that he knew that I had like some like daddy issues but I had never shared like the the extent of it yeah so you're in Tucson emotionally like how how was that because you like moved away right so did you just completely because I know like with your mom she was always messaging Bethany and telling her like this happened and that happened kind of like reeling her in was yeah. it the same way for you even though you were in a whole nother city where you like kept up to date with what was going on or did were you just completely compartmentalizing um I think I was compartmentalizing I talked to John John and Daniel every day okay I talked to you pretty often I would come up and see the girls as much as I could mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't have a ton of contact with mom or dad. Okay. So you weren't, cause I'm like, was you, I used to like get mad at Beth. Like, yo, why do you, you know, what's so crazy. I don't even know if you know this, Anthony, but I wanted my dad to be innocent so badly. And that like, I, I was, I wanted to be crazy. I wanted to have not seen this things that I saw so bad that like when he started working at the car dealership, he would call me every day as he drove because we lived right off the 60. He would call me every day and he'd be like, can I please come see the girls? Can I please come see the girls? And I'd be like, no, 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 no. And so finally I let him come one morning before because Anthony would go to work from 2 a.m. to like 9 a.m. or something. Mm -hmm. And so I said, you can come at 6 a.m. and you can come see them, but then you have to leave or whatever. And so I got a picture of him holding Brooklyn Mm -hmm. and that's the last time I ever saw him. Wow. Because he was arrested, like, literally the day after. So, I remember... Did you call that? Did you find out and you're the one that called the cops? No, I don't call the police. Sorry. I'm going to turn this into Housewives of Salt Um, Lake City and blame everyone for getting arrested. Okay, so I remember you getting the phone call. We were living at Villa Fiesta. Yep. It was evening time. We were, like, just watching TV. You get the phone call. And me, I'm like, I fucking, like... Yeah. It was so selfish of me. And I was like, I fucking knew it. I, I told was you. Right. I, I knew it. Like, you motherfuckers. Like, I was just like. And he was like, I was like, I need to go like be with my sibling. And he was like, why? That's uh, yeah. disgusting. I was like, like why, why would, would you, you want to? Like, why? Why? Like, you already knew. Like, and I was such an asshole. It was not a great moment. Um, I think you did. You years. did leave. You did leave. You yeah, ended up going over there. I went. I needed to be with my siblings. And you let me. You made me babysit the kids. <laughs> babysit your own kids (laughs) i'm dead so now 
what happens there? You, you're in Tucson, Bethany, you leave, we live 20 minutes away. I couldn't drive. I, I made it back to my own house and I could not drive to Phoenix from Tucson. I was such a wreck. And I think I stayed on the phone with John, someone for quite some time and then I fell asleep. And then the next morning I woke up brushed my teeth and drove up. Yeah. I remember walking into the house and mom was like sobbing and she was like, he's innocent. Blah, 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 blah. And I was like, okay, well he's not for sure. <laughs> but she was just sitting there like, you guys, we have to be a united team. And like, that's, that was like the start of, for me, like weird vibes. The, the moment dad got arrested, that's when she started getting like really weird and for a while like a little bit of backstory for ever since this stuff had started happening my mom knew deep down somewhere in her that my dad was not being faithful I don't think she knew who or what was going on because remember we thought it was the we thought it was his assistant for a long time and we did find messages that alluded to that too I did from the campus from his the other campus I can't say it on here but do I know who yes you you know you know who it is you know her daughter actually you have to tell anyways, me later. later I will. So anyways, I found messages that alluded to that. So my, and I had told my mom, so I think mom always thought it was that mm. my mom got extremely depressed. She tried to kill herself many times. I don't know I, if I should say that, but she would leave suicide notes or she would text her friends and her friends would call us yeah. and be like, your mom's going to kill herself. And we'd have to like, ru- I would have to rush home and make sure she was still alive. Well, I remember like at this point I started coming up from Tucson like once a week to make sure the boys had food, like to make sure yeah. things were okay. Like, um, I, there was one time where one of the boys got done with practice and he was like stranded at like a park in Tempe. And I literally drove up from Tucson to give him a ride. Cause yeah. no one else could like, it was a mess. It and was going a mess. back. I think we skipped over this part. So we're like jumping around a lot, but my dad moved out during when he was doing all of his shenanigans in before 2013 he got up, before he got before caught, he got up, caught yeah. up he moved out and got an apartment with this 14 year old girl so he like told my mom like i'm leaving you and so my mom had been through a lot but this we can all we can say whatever we want to say like obviously her feelings are valid and she went through an extreme trauma but this was a moment where you have to step up for your kids and she just did not she, she was just crumpled I don't think she was able to I think she snapped yeah I think she's my grandparents had to move in and take over the house Mm -hmm. and moved in to take care of her pretty much and the boys Mm -hmm. and Uh, so what's going on with you and Tucson during all this because we want to get into like you as well so you're dating boyfriend number one you're dating you have a job you're in college yeah um so what happens neither one of those things are present to this day (laughs) (laughs) um so i eventually find out this guy's cheating on me with a hooters waitress um and so we break up i'm like i don't even know why i'm in tucson anymore i don't have any friends besides valor here and she's so busy and grandma grandpa had left tucson to move up to mesa well they never lived in tucson they, they would come for like a week at a time. Yeah, they were back yeah and that's forth. true. They were back and forth a lot. Yeah. But sure they were now, the, now they were 100%. I'm sure they were in Mesa a lot more yeah. because of, yeah. you know, your dad getting arrested yeah. and whatnot. Yeah. Um, and so I decide that I'm going to move back up to um, Phoenix area. I move back. 
I'm helping out um, with the boys a lot. I'm working at a hotel. How in old are you at this Phoenix. point? I'm 20 at this point. Okay. Yeah, 20. Almost 21. And I download Tinder <laughs> as one does when they're sad and lonely and depressed. Um, and, and obviously at this point, I still have a lot of hurts. I hadn't gone to therapy. I probably should have been therapy all along. So during this time, did you still have a, how was that relationship with your dad? Like how, what was that? What was, cause you were, was it forced like it was with me? Yeah. It was like, this is what you're expected to do. And I'm so non-confrontational and I'm such a people pleaser. I was such a people pleaser that I was like, Oh, okay. This is what I do. Um, I don't even think it's a people pleaser. I think we were so submissive to them. Yeah. They had such a hold over us and it took me getting married and having a baby even past then to like break free from that submission. And tell me if it was like this for you, but like mom would be like, you have to video visit him once a day or call, take his calls, or you need to come over because we're having a video visit with dad, different things like that. At this point, yes, it very much was. It was like, dad has a court date. You, you have to take, you take the day off work. I forgot about the court dates. I didn't go to a single court date. And I think you and the boys went to every single one. I went to almost every single one. Yeah. Um, the boys would miss school for them. I think. Yeah. Miss school, miss work. If you weren't there, it's, I mean, I'm, I'm an adult. It's not like she could punish me, but she would make no, me they had feel ways. so they bad. They literally had ways to punish us yeah. as adults. It was That's emotional, <laughs> mental punishments. Um, and so I was at a lot of those um, when I was around mom or the boys and dad called, I had to answer. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I wasn't, I wouldn't answer. And even the boys, like they, at the time, they were so brainwashed. And so like, if they saw dad calling me and I wasn't answering, they're like, Hannah, you got to pick up your phone. Yeah. (laughs) No. And he was innocent to everyone. So the timeline, you guys at the house that I talk about, Beth, where everyone had their own room, it was so big and fat. You guys move out of that house. Yeah. When dad was arrested, he was already at the, they they already had to downsize because they didn't have any money left after they spent the 401k. So they were at that smaller house. You downsize, right? Yeah. Us, we move... 10 minutes up the road. Remember, we moved from the apartment in Mesa to East Mesa. So we're 10 minutes up the road. Um, so obviously we're closer, but mm-hmm. the stance that I took and how I navigated was like, fuck them. Like if they're Something on that was really side, hard for Anthony was mom would force our kids to be on the video visits Oh, oh, and then there was even that situation at this is how he kind of even started turning on Mike my, my sip to where it started putting like a, a strain between me and you. Okay, well this was so this was my thing. I said, look, I don't care if you're around your family. Like I can't stop you from that. But when first of all, like they're not going to be talking to your dad in my house. You're not going to be talking to your dad in my house. Second, like to him, it was literally like everyone was co-signing a pedophile. Yes, and, and was, that what? And honestly, at the end of the day, it that is what it was. And mm-hmm. I was like, my kids will because it was a video. It's I think when that's when uh, they started like really utilizing FaceTime visits. I was like, my kids better never ever be on a FaceTime visit. And I was like, you better make sure because if I find out that 
this is happening, it's your fault because you're not, you know, setting that Policing guideline. It. You know yeah. what I mean? And it was John John's graduation and we were all there and that was one of our first times like really being around my mom again too. Well, they, you're, you guys would come over because there's pictures of you guys yeah. just when I was at work. But you wouldn't like be around my mom. Do no, you know no, what no. I mean? Like engage no, with I her. Would, I would literally go over there and just sit there and like be on my phone. Yeah, I and thought just, you were so lame. <laughs> I, but I remember like there was a, there was a Christmas and there's pictures because the pictures like we went over there and I just like sat there and there your mom's like, let's take a picture. And I was like, I'm not going to take a picture with you guys. Like, fuck you guys. Like, yeah. I was just very cold and I was like, look, if I'm going to go, don't expect me to be anything. And I'll be there. Literally, if he showed up to anything, it would literally be like two hours worth of a fight just to get, to get there. there. And then, so John John's graduation, they have the video visit going so that dad can see John John graduate. And this is 2015 now, I think. No, 16. 16. Oh, so I was, oh yeah, I was pregnant with Deuce. Oh, great. So... They had the visit, video visit on, and sitting by Hannah and my mom were the girls. And, and then, you know what? No, Deuce was born already. Deuce was born. Because I remember I had him in the carrier, and I was just worried about him. And so that's why I was like, take the girls. So the girls, the, the girls were with you and your mom, and then it was like me, and then Bethany. Bethany had Deuce. And, and I think you, Hannah, were holding the camera, and you turned the girls onto the camera. No, no, no. I knew that you were on the video visit. Yeah. And I told Beth, I said, make sure you tell them not to put my kids on there and then time goes by and I look oh I I wasn't Beth was in between us I remember I look over and the camera's facing the girls and they're like talking and I was like I just look at Beth and I was like we're leaving do you want to know what he did tell Tell, me tell him what you did to the car no I didn't know yes you did Anthony don't even play so it was it's at a high school graduation parking was full so I worked for Cox so I had all the gate code. I have all the. I know all the gate codes to all the apartments in the East Valley. And he was. So, dri- we drove mom's car there. No, no, no. I I drove your mom's car there. I was. Oh at yeah, because you had yeah work. So car, right. So he drove mom's so car to instead the thing. of going to find parking, there's an apartment complex right behind the football stadium where the graduation was. So I put the keypad in. I park in that apartment complex and I jumped the wall. I had. I didn't have the intentions of leaving the car there. Like I was going to get the car back, and. So I was like, so we're leaving. And Bethany's like, what's going on? I was like, we're leaving. Get the kids. We're out of here. And she's like, Bethany hasn't, because I didn't even say anything to her. Mm-hmm. I, this is how fucking abusive and a dick I was. I was like, get the kids. Let's go. We leave. I'm pissed. And we just leave. And then when the graduation's done, you guys are like, hey, where's the car? And I was like, find it. Like, go fucking find the car. I remember that like, now. You yeah. You were like, find it. You literally yeah, said I'm that. Yeah, like, go find the fucking car. And, and oh, I... We we got into a huge fight that night, and I was like, obviously you're not. You, obviously, you didn't put the fear of God in their hearts if they still felt that they could do that, especially <laughs> in front of me. That's something I just naturally know how to do, right? And I yeah, I w- wasn't me who put them on. It was you. <laughs> what the heck? That was so aggressive. <laughs> I, I mean, like, there's we were, she, they were literally brainwashed. Like, I mean, you know yeah, I, mean? I I wish I. I wish there was like an excuse that was justifiable, but I think I just, I literally had no idea how to handle the situation. But here's what I want. I, w- I, no I want to know. Did Bethany ever put that boundary? Oh my God. No, she definitely <laughs> did. She You're definitely did. A, but, he's joking. He well, I don't oh know. But like when, I mean, we were, we were brainwashed and when my mom said do something, we did it. 
And I wish I knew like why or how it it happened and it became that way. But for years, mom said something and I no, did it's it. Like that, it's been like that since October 7, 1994. <laughs> it's my fucking birthday. So that was like when I was like, all right, fuck you guys. Like I can't trust anybody over there. And I think that's when I really was like, all right, I'm out of this. Like, So this is when we also started to notice a few changes in you, but there was, it was nothing crazy. I was like going out a lot. I had a fake ID. I was partying. Actually, no, at this point I'm 21. What was that song by Drake? No, hanging out. Yeah, that was you. That's that. Those are lyrics for you. Started what were the lyrics? Cause you just hummed. Oh, something started about going something out more. less than going out. Yeah, more. that was Hannah. Yeah, I was, <laughs> um, it was about, yeah, so at this time I had a fake ID. Literally the night of John John's graduation party, I left, or John John's graduation, I left, I went to a party. That's where I got this tattoo because oh there's a tattoo God. artist at the party. Um, um, going to the clubs, doing whatever, went to Old Town a lot, went to Mill a lot. Um, I was hanging out with this wild girl who got me into a lot of bad situations. Um, and then... I downloaded Tinder and I met a guy and um, at this point I was smoking weed. I had my medical marijuana card. Am I allowed to say that on here? Yeah. Okay. No, <laughs> like, I don't please know. Don't, please and don't. we had, and mom and this grandma had, grandma and grandpa had gotten that big house in Gilbert and mm-hmm. moved everyone in there just so Daniel could go to a specific high school that was in the boundary. Yeah. You were living there with them mm-hmm. and we were living in Santan Valley. So like about 45 like years away. We literally away. moved as far as we could. <laughs> literally. I was like, yo, I don't yeah. want anything to do with your family. Um, so you started hanging out with boyfriend number two. Damn. So sorry. Okay. I'm not editing that out. That's nasty. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, yes, boyfriend number two. And this from the get-go was like horrible. It was so toxic. He would never like call me his girlfriend, never actually asked me to be his girlfriend, but we were basically living together. Yeah. Um, and a little bit after, uh, probably like eight months into us dating, it was his birthday and it wasn't good from the start. Um, we basically lived together and we weren't even like officially boyfriend and girlfriend. And I feel like I was so like emotionally needy and he just liked to party all the time. And so I was like, this is fun. Like I'm just having fun. We're partying. And he was doing drugs. I was smoking weed and that's the only drug, quotes drug, I was doing. It was illegal then, so. Oh no, you had your <laughs> No, card. I had you my had med card. card. All right, all right. Um, and. What was the med card for? Anxiety? Um, Actually, it was prescribed to me for my knees oh i've yeah because you fucking all through high school your knees were in positions they shouldn't have been (laughs) in english class um with with gymnasts and cheerleaders it's like really common to have like knee and back issues because you're tumbling and you're compressing your body so much bethany compresses Um, her body every night she's still good whatever (laughs) my knees fucking hurt (laughs) i need my mid card get the joke anyways all right i got the joke (laughs) yeah so we were just partying a ton and um he would do these drugs and he would be him and his friends would be on different levels that I was and they looked like they were having so much fun and 
I, for the longest time, wouldn't partake. Um, but there was one night I was, I was, um, the front office manager at a hotel at a time at the time. And the hotel was just horrible. It was so unorganized. It was just a mess. And so I was managing the front office, all the guest services, and I had people who would call out all the time. And so I would end up working like 17 hour shifts just to cover my front desk. You were always working. I was always working. And and there was one day where I had covered the night audit. So I worked from 11 p.m. to 7 a.m. And then the morning person called in sick. And so I kept working. So my, my shift ended up being like 11 p.m. to 4 p.m. the next day. And I was exhausted, but I was heading home and we were going to a, a rave that night. Oh yeah, you, um, you were in your... Oh yeah, she was all up in those festivals. I was, I was all up in those festivals. <laughs> um, living my wild life. And on my way home, I literally fell asleep driving and I crashed my car. And oh, that's how you crashed your car. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, I fell asleep driving. Oh my god! Um, luckily, so I why wasn't. Why did you have insurance? <laughs> I I was a mess. I was a total mess. I I didn't have car insurance. Um, my insurance you were had like on lapsed. Your payments. Yeah. So what were you doing with the money you were making? Um, at this point, I was making bank, and I wasn't spending it on a lot of things at this mm. point. Um, and so it. I busted my lip and like my neck and my back were hurting a ton and we go to this rave and um, we did acid and I thought I was dying. I was in so much pain and I'd done acid before. I'd done Molly before. I'd done mushrooms before. You skipped over all of that. (laughs) Okay, rewind. I was going to raves a lot. We were partying a lot. Boyfriend number two got her hooked on Drugs. <laughs> yeah. She skipped over that part. Um, well, at this point, I was doing like drugs for fun. So it's just like recreational. Festivals. Yeah, recreational okay. use. Okay, so it wasn't like um, an everyday. Yeah, like I would do Molly in acid at a festival, and then I wouldn't do drugs again until the next festival. The next festival. Okay. Um, and so we're at this festival this night after the car accident, and I was in so much pain, and like mixing that with the acid, it was horrible. Like it felt like my throat was closing. And my boyfriend at the time was like, just try this. Like it will make you feel euphoric. And finally I did. And it, it did. It was like, what was it? you, um, at the time I thought Fentanyl? it was, um, yeah, I thought it was Percocets at the time. Mm, damn. Um, come to find out a while later it was fentanyl I was doing. Um, so I'm, I, I did this drug the one time, um, that night, the next morning I did it again. And then I didn't do it for a little bit. And then maybe a week later I was partying with them and they were all doing again, what I thought was Percocets. Um, they were snorting it. And so I did a line, we went to the casino. I threw up because I, my body like didn't know how to handle it. And I come back out, we're drinking. And it was like the, I, I don't mean to like glorify this, but it was like the perfect mix. I felt so good and I did it again the next day and that's when it like started to become a problem. I'd probably do it like once a day, snort a line once a day. Um, and then one day I'm at home with my boyfriend and he starts to smoke it off of a tinfoil 
using like a little like cut up straw to like suck the smoke out. Oh, so y'all was tweakers, tweakers. Yeah, it was like thinking about it and I like cringe. It makes me feel so dirty that I I did this. Um, and so he was like, try it, try it. One time, one time and I was hooked. It was a completely like different high and it was better, it was more. And all of a sudden I was, I was probably spending about $650 a week on drugs. Um, and so obviously I ran out of money really fast. It got really bad, really fast. Um, besides being like toxic for like drug reasons, um, he would kind of just like push me around and he was also cheating on me and I knew it. And I, I, he was my access point to drugs. So I stayed with him. Um, and so let me just interject for one second. Cause I'm going to, I'm trying to complete the story for everyone. So from mine and Anthony's perspective during this time, you would like come over to hang out with the kids or babysit. But I started noticing changes and I was like, something's not right. So I stopped. I didn't like make it a big thing, but like I told Anthony, like she can't watch the kids by herself anymore. You, I remember the day you told me that you told me I, you, I do not feel comfortable having you, you around my children. Oh my gosh. And that it was, wasn't, I don't remember saying, I don't think that came till later. Cause hold on one sec. I think that right, came right. at the drug at when we were like the inner intervention. intervention right. That's, point. that's but what this, at this point I was just telling Anthony, like, I don't want her babysitting the kids by herself, but I was still letting you come over and spend time. Well, it yeah. was, it was more like you weren't present. And when you were there, you weren't there. Mm-hmm. You would come out, say hi, talk and then you were just in your room and I was like no but like okay let me bring you to the point where we're gonna get to like the the point of this whole story is I'm in the kitchen at our apartment Hannah's in there and she's just like she's shaking Mm. Bryce is calling her every five minutes or I probably sorry you can wait for number two yeah you at this point too I probably weighed what like 85 pounds yeah so she's like and then she'd be like can you take a picture of me in this swimsuit and I would take a picture and I would like be sick to my stomach at like her bones sticking out and she would be like I'm so fucking disgusting I'm so fat and I'd be like what like okay and I do actually do remember you telling me about the the situation where she was at the house because you were like Hannah was just here and she was like really off and her boyfriend kept calling her and was blowing up her phone and she couldn't like she kept you kept leaving to talk to him i like, think he was in the car or something like that something that weird day. like there was all kinds of weird shit going on and i told anthony like okay not around the kids whatever so she comes over i i can't remember if it was the next day but it was like right after that and she was like bethany like i'm on drugs wait like wait you forgot something what super what? important so were you pregnant with bronx because we had just gotten the van. So, so if we had just gotten the van, then I was... Or No, no. We just found out you were pregnant or something. So that's why we... Because at that point, we had our Honda CRV. Well, I was pregnant long before going to that apartment. Okay, but for whatever reason, we had two cars and we couldn't afford the car payment on the second car, on the black car. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Han- I, we reached... Because Hannah had was been in, had been in that accident. She didn't have a car. So... We were talking like we can't afford to pay two car payments. Yes. What do we do? And I, we we had a conversation and I was like, well, ask Hannah if she wants to. Yeah. And so I brought it up to you and you were like, oh, yeah. And I was like, but you have to pay the payments like it's serious. And it was like, like it but it was like us. the payments like 400. We were like pay 200. Like yeah. it was like some some good deal. And I was like, all right, so Hannah's going to come on Friday. She's going to take the car. 
So, and, like, and then literally the day, the that's next, this, the, the day before day, she was going to come get the car yes. and start paying on it. She came, comes over. She's like, Bethany, like I'm on drugs. Like, I don't know what to do. Blah, blah, blah. And like basically dumps everything out. And I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, but it made sense at the same time. Like I knew it. I knew something was wrong, but I didn't think it was like that bad. I'm just like, okay, like you need to break up with Bryce. You need to like move back home, blah, blah, blah. Like I'll, I'll be here for you, but you need to like do, you need to do those things in order for me to help you. And I told mom and she was freaking out and you left and then we didn't like hear from you. Like you went back with Bryce to his place. And then a few days later, you called me in the middle of the night and you were like, I I don't know if you said like you were gonna overdose or you were something was like very 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 wrong and you were like I'm on drugs right now and I just like I I don't know what to do and so I was like I literally couldn't leave because I was at the house by myself with the kids Anthony was at work and I was like okay I'm gonna pay for an uber for you to come from like and I we didn't have money at that point even this is like 2018 and we still were like very broke and I paid $60 to, for the Uber, Uber from Scottsdale to Gilbert. And that's the point where mom was like, we have to have an intervention with her. No, I just, it's for me, it's like thinking back to this, I feel so bad. And like, when you told me that the first when because Bethany called me after you guys had that conversation when you kind of, or when you were like, Hey, I'm on drugs. And the first thing, like, this is so selfish of me. And it's like, I was just like, I'm like fucking glad she didn't take my car because if she would have took my car and like crashed it, I would have to call this. You know what I mean? And I was like, she's so, and I was like, once again, just showed like through this whole time, I was like, made it about It's all about you, Anthony. And I'm like, (laughs) damn, I just feel like such a, an asshole, like looking back on those times. Cause it was like, I should have been there. Maybe not for you because you fucking rejected me, but at least for Bethany, right? <laughs> and I'm just like, so it remember just... when we went to Buffalo Wild Wings and it was you, me, mom, and John John? We didn't include Daniel. I don't was, know because he was because you were like he would school. make too many jokes. <laughs> oh yeah, I think I did say that, and I said Daniel can't come because he's he wouldn't take it serious. But we like sit there and, and mom's like, okay, so that this is when we find out that Hannah's been stealing from Grandma's garage. Like I was literally anything I could get my hands on I was taking it and reselling it so I could get money for drugs I remember you stole mom's violin that was like from no I did not wait she said that no she asked me to go take it in to sell it and I sold it for her that's the one thing that she made for a good story though um, I stole a sewing Grandma's sewing machine. I knew that one face like I all the Mickey Mouse stuff I was like like right now if if you were like, Hannah, I'll give you a million dollars to steal a pair of sunglasses from Target. I could not do it. Like I could not do it, but it, at to this be in time, that head frame. Yeah. Yeah. That mind frame. Literally the only thing that mattered was getting money so I could get pills. Yeah. Nothing else mattered. Not you, not your kids, not my family, nothing. And so we had that little intervention and mom was like, you're going to rehab. And you're like, okay, like I'll do whatever. Wait, I thought you were, I thought you were in denial at this conversation at this point. Um, like, no, I she think was I, in the beginning. She had an attitude, but she was submissive by the end. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. okay that's what it was. Because I remember you saying like, at it first, all came. It literally always came back to us being submissive, right? Which is sad. But so you have this meeting. Remember, and- it was like literally Thanksgiving, 
and we like no on the day of Thanksgiving we took her to rehab. Yes. No. So okay, this is I remember before Halloween. I so I remember Halloween that year. You and Hannah and I took the the girls trick or treating because the baby was really fussy, and Deuce. I just remember, yeah, Deuce was the baby at the time. You just like had this like glossy look. You were there, remember but she you used weren't to, there. Your nipples she were like sticking out of your shirt. Nipple piercings, and she would come in those tiny shirts and not be wearing yeah, t-shirts. And, and like, the kids would be like, "Gunga has earrings on her boobs." Yeah, <laughs> just like all out there, and I'm like, "Yo, like we're trying like, to go trick or treating, not like slut shaming at all." But, but in that a lot of the outfits, like you were very, like you felt very comfortable wearing nothing, nothing. around my children. Like nothing. I, no, I look back at photos and I'm like, what in the world? Like every day is not a festival, Hannah. Like you I, don't need to wear nipple tassels at Sunday <laughs> dinner. But like that Halloween it is was when I. euphoria vibes. For me day. is when I real, like, realized like how bad on drugs you were. Because once yeah. again, I had to mention earlier, I wasn't really around. Bethany would take the kids there. And I kind of just went there on a holiday. You know what I mean? Whatever. Yeah. We had, well, I remember we'd invite our friends over. So I'd go over there because my friends were there. Things like that. Yeah. We'll see what happened was at that intervention, mom was like, you're going to rehab. But I didn't go to rehab. I stayed home for another like two and a half months. May, uh, another like month, month or two. Maybe because it was, yeah. if, uh, the, if the timeline is Halloween and Thanksgiving. Because I remember yeah. on Thanksgiving, we took you to rehab. So during this time, I still had my phone. I still had like all access and so I was still doing drugs I, I think I stopped for maybe a week See, I didn't but then I was that. I was still on Halloween this I was is why watching drugs. euphoria is so triggering for me because I think people don't understand like oh. when I look at Rue on screen it's literally you like, I watched literally. I watched an episode of euphoria and I was like I cannot watch this show and so I, I don't watch it I watched I can't one watch episode two no you watched three thing. you oh. watched three but I, I literally but he like, couldn't watch it because of the child molester guy yeah it was, yeah, it was um I it didn't trigger me honestly but I could see how it would if yeah, I like got take into you back it to that place yeah yeah and no every time Ruse on screen I'm like oh my god like I've lived this like this yeah. is crazy I so I was still doing drugs I think I was maybe even meeting up with Bryce oh no I knew that you were because we caught you multiple times. Okay. Yeah, someone I, was like, "Anthony, you should go over there and beat him up." And I was like, "I'm not getting involved in this shit." Like, what the fuck? Yeah, I think my mom told you this that. is your guys' shit. I don't fucking care. Like, I was like, "I'm not gonna go beat up anybody." Like, yeah, I was. I I was not. And again, it it might sound like I'm justifying it to someone who doesn't understand, but I was not me. I was addict, Hannah, and addict, Hannah. I, I'm only out to serve myself. Um, I was only out to serve myself. And, and I think if you don't understand addiction, right, you'll never comprehend that, right? Right. Me, I've had drug addicts in my family, so I kind of grew up with that. This situation, we was actually like up close and personal, so we got a firsthand experience with it. But you're right, it's like you weren't yourself. Yeah. And because we used to sit there and like have conversations and like, yo, Hannah, like you have a good job, like just get clean and you know what I mean? We used to talk about things, but I'm no, sure. No, she literally couldn't though. Yeah. Like she physically couldn't. So I just remember you went to rehab. How long were you, was it a week? I was there for 30 days. I At the rehab? I checked in to I, rehab I the day after. That long. I checked in the day after Thanksgiving and I came home on Christmas Eve. I mean, okay, oh, I yes. okay. Yeah, you're yes. right. Yeah. Was that like, what was that like? So um, they made you come off the pills? Yeah. So first I went into like a, 
um, detox place. Oh, the de- that's what I remember first. The detox yeah. place. That's the, um, was the seven day Actually. Thing. Yeah. I was, I was in detox the week before Thanksgiving. They let me come home on Thanksgiving and then the next day I went to rehab. So before Thanksgiving, I detoxed, which no, you like, were I, fucking grouch. You, yeah. You were so sick on Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was, she was detoxing. Like, she literally looked like 80 pounds. Like it was scary. I probably, I was, I literally yeah. was. Um, and what, when they took my blood and detox and like ran all the labs, whatever, they were amazed with me for being alive. Special. Yeah. Um, they, I remember one of the nurses or whatever they were saying to me that a football player who weighed like 220 had taken half the amount of fentanyl that I had in my system right now and died, overdosed and died. I had double the amount. I was a fraction of the weight. And she was like, how are you alive right now? And I think, cause I was, I hadn't really come down yet. I was like, you know me, like I got it like that, like being oh stupid. God, tweakers. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I came down off drugs. They had to medicate me to come off the drugs. Otherwise I would have gone into like shock yeah, and seized. I can see that. Um, and so they medicated me. I was still like physically like sick. I was throwing up. Um, I was like sh- having shakes. Like it was. You were shitting yourself? No, I, I had the shakes. <laughs> um, it was. So what's that? The what does that ever. feel like when you literally want one thing in the entire world and you can't access it? I literally was punching walls in that poor detox center and there's like you know 12 of us in one room and there's just like chairs and like things throughout and we're all just like pacing no one's sitting in the chair no one's sitting in the chairs I was like hitting walls um that's terrifying it was it was a scary place no I was never scared for Um, you're never scared for your safety but you yeah yeah. okay there was a couple like people coming down off of meth in there and they were hilarious at least they like entertained us um Jesus. (laughs) Jesus. <laughs> and, um, that sounds really insensitive. I'm sorry. Um, so I had to come down. I came home for Thanksgiving. I think I ate like two bites of food. I had no appetite. I was being so mean to everyone. Um, I think even the kids I was kind of being short with. You were mean. Yeah, I was, I was not in my right. I would say mind. you were mean when you were not in your room, but you were in your room the whole time. Yeah. Um, and then the next day they took me to rehab. I was in rehab for 30 days. It was really tough. Um, I had no access to the outside world. I could make phone calls going out, but I don't think I called anyone. I think I maybe called you. Did I call you at all? Yeah. I don't, I don't think I called anyone. Um, uh, auntie Lisa and uncle David came to visit me a couple times. Oh, that's interesting. Um, and Shelby came to visit me to check up on me. And I remember she was like, Hannah, your hair. I was like, I know. Um, it was disgusting. It was horrible. She was bald. Yeah, it was like falling out. Yeah. Um, and so it was It was the worst month of my life. Yeah. Um, and I think you thought though, like, I'm going to get out of here and I'm going to go back to my life and like everything's going to be normal. But we had different plans for you. Yeah. So that was like... You got knocked over all over again once you got out of rehab because yeah. we had concocted this situation because we knew once you get out, you're going to go right back to Bryce. Yeah. Because the whole time Bryce was messaging me 
Anthony, mom, anyone he could get his num- get the number, yeah, get yeah. in touch with. Anyone he had access to, he was calling them saying like, is Hannah okay? Where's Hannah? What's her? Like obsessed. Mm-hmm. And so we knew that that was not going to, and that you were going to fault for that again. So at the church, one of the pastor had a connection with a Bible school in Texas. Yeah. And they have like a program there where you can go and become a pastor and go to their school and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's a discipleship Bible college. Um, I get home and they're like, haha, we signed you up. <laughs> um, so, I, I kind of knew that they were planning this cause they had me fill out an application and write an essay while I was in rehab. Okay. Um, so I just want to pause you for a second. So during this time, where is your faith? Where, I, how do you, where's your stance with that? I feel like at this point I'm like, curious again I wouldn't say I had faith but I was like reading my bible and I was more like questioning because there was nothing else to do in rehab yeah I'm like I was so bored I read my bible um and I found I started to find stories fascinating um like the book of acts um the book of luke they like read like a storybook so I was reading my bible and I should note that the rehab I was in was a christian rehab Like it was a faith-based rehab. And so they'd have like services and worship. Um, I don't think I was like fully heart in it yet. And then I get out. We're like, guess what? (laughs) You're going to boarding school except for it's Bible school. (laughs) I go to Bible college. Were you like apprehensive or were you like, all right, let's go? No, I knew. I remember you being mad. I knew that like I was mad for sure, but I knew if it was like, out of sight, out of mind, I would be okay. I also kind of think you thought, because at this point you were trying to rebuild relationships because you were sober, mm-hmm. even if it was just for a few weeks. And I think you were trying to do anything to please me and mom, yeah. and grandma and grandpa. Yeah. It was like, if it would make you happy and make yeah. you guys trust me again, I'll do this. Um, and because if you went, mom said she would acquire your debt. I'm sure that helped too. Yeah. With the car and stuff. Yeah. Um, and the negative bank accounts. So all through this time, what is your relationship like with your dad? Like, does, is he aware of what's going on? Like, what's what's all? Yeah, he's aware, and I would talk to him every now and again. Um, but it wasn't like anything major. Like maybe once a month we'd talk on the phone. Because like from what I thought was happening is like you and him were just like buddy buddy all through this. Like he goes to, he gets arrested and you this guys This is also like, around the time that he was sentenced to 20 years to this year. It was 2018 yeah. that that happened. So he was like officially in prison prison. He okay. wasn't in jail anymore. So the, your guys' relationship, it was... It, and my mom immediately exist, filed for divorce. It existed, but it was just here, there, nothing... Yeah. Like I would tell him what was going on in my life and then wouldn't talk again for like another month. Cool. So yeah. you go there... Um, did you know anyone there? Did you? No, I didn't know anybody. And I remember the first day that I was there, I said the F word and everyone looked at me like I was like going straight to hell. What city was it in? Waco, Texas. Waco. So it's very different than Phoenix, Arizona. Now, were you the only recovering drug addict in Mm -hmm. the program? Okay. Yeah. I'm there with like a bunch of goody, goody kids who'd always been in church their whole life. And who'd always wanted to be a pastor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, um, you know, I, I did the work, put in the time and I think 
somewhere in the midst of it, I ended up actually like falling in love with Jesus and I, I won't make it like super hyper religious, but I, I did. And then I started to like rebuild my own faith. Um, it was a really hard, <laughs> I feel like from 2013 up until maybe like two years ago, I was stepping into a hard situation to a hard situation to a hard situation. Um, and it's really sad because you would think that when you're at a Bible college, you're going to be surrounded by like just incredibly loving people. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I, I wouldn't think that. <laughs> That's why I don't go to church. This very reason. Well, it was, it was not that environment. Um, the female leader of the whole thing, um, literally called me a whore for wearing like a pair of shorts when it was like a hundred degrees outside. And so I was surrounded by people who were supposed to be building me up, but they were just making me feel so small. Um, I remember when the school year ended, I came home and I was like, I am not freaking going back. There yeah. is no chance. Ended up going back. I, no. <laughs> we got in one of the biggest fights of our lives of, because that of That we've it. ever gone in. Because I was like, if you don't fucking go back to this school, like I will never talk to you again. Ever. Mm, that, no. That's not what the and fight was about. This, okay. That's what was said though. Do you, we can say what it was about. Can we? I'm, I'm in the middle, so I'll tell the story. Bethany was... I didn't lie. No, no, no. I just left Hannah out. Hannah was with a friend that Bethany didn't think that Hannah should be around because of potential... Uh, what do they, what do they, what's the word that they like gateway... Like a gateway, right? So Bethany didn't believe that Hannah was strong enough to be around... Someone that was actively smoking weed. Yeah. And so Hannah like called Bethany on FaceTime and didn't announce that there were other people in the rooms... In the room... And Bethany, like... Hannah, no, Hannah was like, I'm staying here. I'm not going back. And I was like, yes, you are. And then Bethany I won't went, fucking talk to you ever again. And then she, Hannah's like, no, I just, I'm just going to live with And Hannah was like, I'm staying here and I'm going to live with this girl. And I was like, she's a fucking drug addict, blah, blah, blah. Like, you cannot be around her. Well, I didn't know that I was on speaker. And she was in the room. And she, that girl was in the room. So... It created, like, it a It created whole, this whole drama where, like, now this... And it, it's... The, the sister of this girl is from, in my Facebook messenger, now, like... Hannah, from what Bethany oh and I know, God. this person's not a drug addict, but the fact that, you know, she no, did smoke No, yeah, weed. I was being... I was being... Dramatic. Dramatic, so that way you could understand what I was saying. Oh, and, Bethany being dramatic, <laughs> big shot. But so, I, you know what, though? I 1,000% stand by that, that as a recovering drug addict, you shouldn't be around people that are doing drugs. That's what I was trying to say back then. Yes. In front of you, especially yes. when it was so fresh. Exactly, exactly. Um, so I, I can see where, you know, Bethany was upset, but then I was like, damn, like, that's fucked up. Like, announce who's in the room. Yeah, I know, like, she did, 100% <laughs> did that on purpose, too. <laughs> and it caused this huge fight, and it made me wonder if you were back on drugs. Like, I have had all of these things in my head, because I didn't trust you. And so, of course, and I told mom, mom I think convinced you that you were definitely going back you went back I went back um and my second year was even worse than my first year um just dealing with um hyper religious people um I believe in love based religion I I don't consider myself to be religious but everything I do stems from a place of love um and everything they did stem from a place of rules and law and like if thens um and so it just wasn't the best place to be 
And you know, what's so funny is I would literally pray for a way to be sent home and then <laughs> bam, coronavirus. Um, and Don't so we all, about that. yeah, that's not funny. <laughs> no, I'm just gonna, I mean, I prayed for it. No, 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 but it's, it's not funny. No. And so I got, we all had to go home because COVID. And so I came home. Um, I would go into the church. Obviously everything was shut down, but I would go into the church and like help clean, help make videos, um, just like volunteering my time. And as things were starting to open up again, um, my pastor, our head pastor, Pastor Dahmer, sat me down and he was like, um, would you ever consider coming on as an intern? And I was like, yeah, like, I think I might like that. Um, it was supposed to be a year long internship. I ended up interning for three months before they hired me um, on staff full time. Um, that's amazing. Yeah. And just the I'm difference, so awesome. <laughs> just the difference in you. Like, it's crazy to even think about because that's just been who you are to me. And like, I don't see the other version of you. And so it's so crazy to like talk about this and remember that there was a time that you were like that. It was so, and like, I think my mind, I think really and truly we gave a very G PG version of it today. (laughs) Like it was, it was horrific. It was horrible. Hell, It, It was hell. It was, it was hell. Um, and so now I get to do something I love and make a difference. And like a lot of times, come face to face with people who are in situations where I was years ago, um, more so than even just the drugs, but, um, dealing with family struggles, um, dealing with self-worth and I get to be the church leader that builds them up instead of like the church leaders I had that pushed us down even farther. Oh my God. That's cool. I'm, I love that (laughs) so much. Um, we did get a few questions for you. One that I didn't even include, but since you brought it up, I'm remembering it right now. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people actually asked how you, that you, they said that you seem kind of more progressive than normal Christians. And how do you, you know, come to terms with some things that you know people disagree with that you might agree with? Or how do you lead in a way that isn't how we were brought up? And people were specifically asking about like being gay, stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, really and truly, um, I have absolutely no right to judge anyone for anything. You like posted jokingly on your story today about, um, does your sister think that you're going to hell or something like that? Um, and it's crazy to me. It's, it's incredibly sad to me that other people who have been in church, um, have been taught that that's a pastor's mindset. Um, and it's a learned thing. Like we learned this at a young age that pastors are going to do this experience. Yeah. Yeah, It's, it's, it was a taught thing to us. And so I'm trying to reteach to my students that that's not our job. That's not who we are. We are here to support you. We're here to love you. Um, and so I get, I get to talk to kids who may be struggling with their sexuality and just show them the love of Jesus. And it's not my place to condemn. It's not my place to judge. It's not my place to offer my opinion. It's my place to love them. Um, and so that's what I do. So, you know, if you started a church, you know, maybe I'd go, but unfortunately my Sundays are for like football. So, you know, make it on like a Tuesday, but okay. I I got a question I just thought of in regards to that. So there's going to be some, 
I'm going to just say religious person that's going to hear that and say, well, that's not what the Bible is. And they're going to be, you know, essentially say you're spreading this false word of God, whatever. How do you respond to those people that say like, well, the Bible condemns that or the Bible says that's a sin. Like, how do you No, I say God may condemn that. And he's the one who's made the rules. He's the one who judges the heart. That is not our place. We are specifically told not to judge. And we have absolutely no right to do that. Um, it is, that is very clearly told to us. Uh, we have certain authorities that have been given to us by God. Authority to love. Authority to um, maintain our household. Some people, like myself, have been given a God-given authority to reign over my classroom or whatever. Um we do not have authority to judge. That is not an authority that's been given to us. So it's not our place. It's not our place to say what God is going to say on judgment day to someone else. Um, There's an old covenant. There's many old covenants in the Old Testament. But when Jesus comes, there is a new covenant and it is a covenant of grace. And that is the covenant we live under now. We're called to be graceful. You lost me at covenant or something. When she started talking about the Bible and <laughs> anyway. No, but I'm sure that answer will mean to, a lot to someone to that understands. Exactly. What you said. Exactly. <laughs> um, so I'll be honest, like I may not agree with like your whole belief system. I can respect that. From you, it's coming from a place different than what I've heard yeah. my entire life. And I probably wouldn't have such a sour taste in my mouth with church and religion if I grew up in a place where it was coming from, like you said, a place of love rather than a place of judgment or yeah, you're in the wrong and you're full of sin type stuff. So. Yeah, no. So someone asked, are you a strict Christian? Like, do you believe that anyone that does drugs is going to hell or that... Um, the example they used was has sex before marriage. Like, do you think? Well, I sure hope not because (laughs) I'd be screwed. (laughs) Um, I think that a sin is a sin is a sin. I think we all sin. And I think that, I mean, the Bible tells us that God judges our heart. Um, I know that I've messed up and I'm apologetic when I do. And I know that God forgives. And so, no, I don't think is someone who. Um, so if, since I don't apologize for my sins, am I going to hell? <laughs> I think that you. I think that we all decide for ourselves what the standard is, and if you're okay with the way you're living your life, then. So I have a question, or, or just a thought, and you don't even have to answer this. But you're Christian, right? I have a I have a hard time believing that out of all the religions in the world. Right, you have. Christian you said you didn't want to talk theology. Mormon. I don't. I just. This is just out of all these religions in the world. The fact that every, or maybe not every religion, because I, I can't speak, but Christians believe that their way is the right way, and that everyone else is maybe not wrong, but they're not no, going wrong, to the same 1, place as you. <laughs> I just, I just have a hard time. That's for me. Like all around the world, there's, it's a huge world we live in. You know, Christianity is not taught everywhere, but Christians think like, hey, it's our it's our way or the highway type deal. So you don't have to answer that, but that's just me. <laughs> well, let know. her respond since you shit on her whole religion. <laughs> I did see a meme once and it was like, what if we all woke up one day and realized the Mormons were the ones who got it right? <laughs> I was like, that's funny. No response. <laughs> Anyways, Anyways, all right. Do you have anything that doesn't have to do with religion? Because yeah, well, a lot of them do do. Okay. With 
doo-doo. Not the most articulate. Um, someone said, do you still have a relationship with your parents? I um, speak to my dad every so often. Um, and again, it's kind of just like, here's what's going on in my life. Um, it's I don't give him a ton. Um, he asks for like me to send him pictures and stuff. I don't do that. Um, and I'm I'm comfortable with where our relationship like is right now. Anthony, oh you don't have to take it there. <laughs> he took it there. Lord. Okay, on his own. Um, um my mom, <laughs> my mom and I do have a relationship. Um, she was like the phoenix rising from the ashes. She really came back after. Um, she did. Um, I mean, yeah, she had a good hot minute there. Yeah, after everything she was happened. Very, um, I think she's um, digressed a little. I think she's going through. A little. <laughs> Anthony just made a face when you said a little. <laughs> um, I will say, though, mom fought for my life when I didn't even care about it. And so that's why I do have a lot of that's grace like, with I, her. I feel like that's what a parent should do, though. You know, I don't know. Hey, but it's kind of the bare minimum. <laughs> but yes. Know. Anyways, proceed. I do agree that she was. That's like me you. saying, like, Kids, here's your fucking Christmas presents. The lights are on. You have water. You have clothes, right? Yeah. And you guys have a relationship. And Hannah is very, very respectful of our boundaries with that. And like us going no contact. And yeah. And like I, I mean, when I did the whole FaceTime with dad and the kids at John Dunn's graduation thing, I really don't think I knew any better. Yeah. I was just, you know. You knew. Um, <laughs> <laughs> in the womb you knew <laughs> I will right say like wrong. now I do know that Bethany has her own relationship with our mom and I have a separate relationship outside of that yeah and I think too, I would never kids get involved it's like yeah different oh 100%, 100%. that's where it's different for me um it's like I feel like I'm protecting them you know what I mean um as you should yeah so that's where it's a little different so but all three of my siblings pretty much probably can relate to what Hannah said about the relationship. So I'm like the odd one out here always. But like I said, they're very respectful. Um, someone said, if it makes you guys feel better, I don't have a relationship with my biological dad. So it doesn't, it doesn't at all. This isn't about you. (laughs) (laughs) Always making it about himself. Someone said, do you care that Bethany left the church? Yeah. She, she literally, that's all she talks about. I invite her to church every Sunday, and when she says no, I make sure she knows she's going to hell, so, <laughs> obviously. I literally, that's the other thing, is I can't remember the last time you invited us to church. She'll send us, like, little flyers for the kids to come, like, to this kid's night or that kid's night, and we'll, like, let them go if she's there, you know? Yeah, But no, you've never I, been like, can you guys come to church this week? Never. No. I I will say I'm getting ordained um, oh, so you're not even year. legit. No, no, no. I'm licensed. Uh, they'll just like make a, it's like like a presentation of oh. it. And so I, I probably would invite you that day because. Oh, it's yeah. Like but that's not thing. that's not like church. That's. Like, yeah. But I do well, know is, that you but, guys have you know. your own um, struggle with religion. I think that you guys have it your own struggle, <laughs> your own it's faith. <laughs> and so I, I respect where you guys are at. Listen, I go to church. Faith. Churches, chicken. Okay, not funny. Right. Uh, one last question: Are your memories much different than Bethany's growing up? Are you your dad or trauma or abuse or whatever? Here's the thing: I have done a lot of drugs in my life. Um, there were weekends where I would do like 
three tabs of acid and like 12 points of molly in one weekend i don't know what that means oh, what the fuck that means? Uh, it's like, those are all <laughs> bad drugs, drugs. No nos. i do not remember a lot of things okay but that's crazy i don't remember i always tell anthony this I don't remember my childhood. I, like I, I remember a few down. terrible parts of it and then don't remember anything else. Yeah. Like I remember someone once told me that's moments. a trauma response, like for real, but I haven't looked into See, it. See, the difference between you and me is I went to years of therapy. I went to therapy, just not years of it. Yeah. You probably should have stayed in for longer. You need more therapy. You, you guys all, everyone needs therapy. Yeah. Ellis, really and truly. You need therapy. But I, I, it's not that we remember it differently. I think that we just have different memories memories yeah because both of us have blacked out certain chunks Big of chunks. it yeah i i truly don't i don't remember most of anything do you remember my... like abuse though yes okay tell no, me I, what happened no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> every time it's a lot yeah no i i think for me it wasn't as physical as it was with you it was more verbal and mental you know what's crazy is i can only remember it being super physical physical towards me and john john Mm -hmm. i was only ever hit like maybe two or three times must be nice (laughs) i'm trying to get like you my my boy boy. (laughs) it's kind of sad to be like i was only hit three times yeah i'm fine (laughs) how we cognitive that's how we cope oh my gosh well thank you i have a question oh god there we go so obviously you know the first time bethany wrote like that blog post about your dad and started oh i did get that question started actually putting situations that directly tied to you how did that make you feel and then how does it if that's changed like to this day like because it's obviously one thing for her to be open and honest about her life and things she goes through as a mother and things like that, but like mm-hmm. her putting, you know, your dad's story Tell out him there. What happened the first time I ever published a essentially blog post about it. Mm-hmm. Do you comes remember? back on you. I, I think I was upset. John, John and Daniel both texted me oh. that they, that I was like, they're never talking to me again. Yeah. And that I was like, repugnant. I, Mom was calling me all morning. I wasn't answering. And you also said like, you don't think about anyone else, but yourself. <laughs> yeah. I think that uh, in the moment I was upset I think also you were because like because no one had traction. publicly said no, but no one had publicly said he's in prison. Like no, it was literally swept under the rug because you guys were back at the church that dad was past a pastor at. Like no one was saying it. I wasn't going to church anywhere at this time. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I was on the but, streets. <laughs> um. Anyways, it was not good. And but I basically said like I'm not sharing any of your stories. Like I will if you want me to, but this is strictly from my view. And like I, it wasn't even like that. I was the first time I shared it. It was not for anything other than like I felt like I was lying. Yeah. I had I started getting a lot of followers, and people would ask about my family, and I just wouldn't say anything right. about my dad. I wouldn't say anything, and right. so. I felt like I needed to be honest. If I could go back in time, knowing everything I know now, I feel like what I would actually say is, this is your story to share. It's your voice to be heard. And so I 100% support everything you do. Um, I'm always behind you. And so I wish at the time I could have had that like um, hindsight, I guess. Yeah. Um, Well, it is funny too because well I've always like tried to never mention you guys or mom mm-hmm. in anything that I ever wrote and t- and it's not until like this year 
or 2021 where I started actually kind of like more so talking about this stuff with mom it's so hard to like draw that line between being respectful about the people like to the people in your life that you know it would like hurt Mm -hmm. but like also living your truth and everyone has a story to tell and it sucks when people literally just can't tell it yeah and so I know especially with the following like a lot of times I feel like I'm living a lie like when I'm not honest about certain things that are happening in the moment yeah there's honestly a lot that I don't share no there there's I can't is. I physically can't um that was actually a question on my list so it's funny so let me tell you the first part of the question um someone said how do you feel about Bethany promoting sex toys and being so open <laughs> you know what's so funny is you were live with Dame today and I was literally sitting at my desk in the church watching the live <laughs> speaking um, of Dame so like you say you support us have you made purchases from Dame? Just kidding. Oh Don't my God. Your pastor. <laughs> yeah. You keep can keep that part of your life private. We're not going to force <laughs> you to <laughs> out yourself. No, but if you're a real supporter, like, is it God or us? Jesus <laughs> what or the us? fuck? Oh, Anthony, oh stop. People are going to think <laughs> no. you're serious. That's what sucks about this podcast. They can't see our faces. Really well, hopefully I didn't articulate that and then they don't understand what I was talking about, you know? Oh my God. Anyways. <laughs> um, what do you I, feel when you see your sister naked on Instagram? That's what they're asking. I literally don't care. Like, I, I don't know why people think I would care. Um, you're living your life. I'm living mine. Like, I would never expect you to or think you would ever be mad at something I would post. Um, yeah, but it's a little different, you know, because I have like 200 some thousand followers. Also, if I was making the money that you did, I would, okay. I might post up half naked. On okay. that part. Actually, that part. I thought of another question. <laughs> oh God. Has there, you don't have to name names on mic. How has, cause like the, where you work, obviously there's a lot of ties to Bethany. Mm-hmm. How has the response from others been like, has anyone's like brought her, like, you know what I mean? Like you're a pastor and you're held on like a higher standard than regular people right just by the fact that you're a leader in the church alone has there been people that have been like oh my gosh like your sister or like how has that response been from others because a lot of people in your church know bethany pre the garcia diaries and you know what i mean like i think um honestly they're probably so embarrassed about the way that they acted towards bethany or treated bethany i think bethany got a really bad rap um uh you kind of did some weird things but uh weird (laughs) but never what i I never deserved how I was treated. No, but yeah, even, yeah, I even agree. Be, but like even I was, stuff with your dad, I was put a rebellious. I was a rebellious teen. I was a rebellious Christian. You got fresh with someone a in the janitor well, at just, school. No, I didn't. I never did that. See, that's what makes me mad too. Is that you guys actually believe like a lot of the rumors? Well, that majority rebellious. of them are true. So like, mm, like ninety percent. But exactly. What I'm trying to say is, I was a rebellious Christian. Wait, but closet? I was no. Th- I'm saying a janitor's closet never a, happened. Oh, I, there wasn't was even van. janitor's closet. That was Anthony. No, nope, I, <laughs> I didn't do shit. Anthony, don't make me mention it again because the lady will message me again. <laughs> Nothing <laughs> happened in that van at that time. Okay. So, anyways. But in like teenager terms, I was a goody two shoes. Like I was, but for a a Christian, it was rebellious, right? Because I wanted to have a boyfriend because I kissed my boyfriend because you know what I mean. Yeah. So you definitely got a bad rap, and I think that people didn't treat you great at all. Um, And so people don't bring you up to me. I feel like it's probably for embarrassment of how they treated you. And, and they probably feel embarrassed that you've come so far and made such a name for yourself and they were like shoving you down. Well, you know what's funny is one time 
moms had told me a few years ago that she was in um, the office and she was she's a high school principal. And so she was telling someone like, oh yeah, like Bethany's doing so good, blah, blah, blah. And they were like, well, I hope she's making some money with all that blah, blah, blah she's doing. And mom was like, actually, she makes double my salary. And they were like, well, I hope she's saving. And like, that was their response. And it was one of my high school teachers that I was like in love with, obsessed with her. Wow, what's wrong with you guys being in love with Not like that. Like she was one of my, one of my like, counselors like this the person that I would go to and that was her response and my mom told me that and I like I I think I cried like I was devastated yeah she was always horrible to me oh yeah that's true (laughs) I remember um I don't she doesn't work there anymore though anyway so that is all we have for you today unless Anthony has any more questions this is your last chance I was actually gonna sorry so that's Ellis there we actually hired someone that's going to come and watch these children so we can actually record in our back house so there will be no more baby noises going forward, but you know, Thank God. I was actually so going to open it. the floor. Is there anything, you know, you want to get off your chest or I don't know, just anything. Now's the time. Are you asking me? Yeah. Oh, um, nothing I want to get like, off my chest. Like, do you want to apologize for I, that FaceTime thing with your, like anything? I apologize <laughs> not only Are for the serious? FaceTime, Anthony, <laughs> but also for rejecting you. Hey, it all, it all what out. do you want to apologize for? You have a nothing. lot to. Absolutely really? Nothing. You said how many times you were an asshole and I a know. dickhead? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. God knows my heart. <laughs> okay. Hey. He doesn't like it. <laughs> he told me he's mad. <laughs> hey, that's okay. Um, I, I just would love to say oh, that. Oh, no. Okay. Oh, anyway, okay. no. But for real, like. For real, he's sorry. I am sorry because I. I feel like I pulled away Bethany like from being I don't know like the my best sister. because like with me with my siblings like I'm there like and it kind of sometimes it kind of frustrates me because I'm there like for whatever they need and so I mean Beth, whether Bethany like likes it or not she doesn't hinder that because she understands like that's there's nothing that she can do like you know what I mean like mm-hmm. where I'm at now whereas when it comes to your family I'm like look Bethany you can vent to me all you want I can give you advice but when it comes down to it you're making those decisions like, whatever decisions with your mom your dad whatever that's up to her mm-hmm. it took me a long time to recognize that and realize that hey I'm just here to support her yeah so in that case and then also like I don't know just maybe we could have been there for you and things like that so I don't know yeah, you probably should. But I don't live in regret. <laughs> I, I don't live in regret. Like, I that's one thing I don't do. And it's, fortunately for us, it has worked out. Yeah. You're still here with us. Um, and we, we keep it moving, you know? Yeah, so. absolutely. And I'm sure that there's a lot of people who are either dealing with a loved one that's addicted. Maybe they're addicted to drugs themselves. Yeah. And I feel like you're a good person to look up to look up to for that very reason and it's for me it's like you know we've got obviously we've had five kids you know that but like if it ever gets to that point we have like you i hope that never happens but you know we have you in our immediate circle as someone that can help and guide you know what i mean yeah maybe if that ever happens or if anyone that we know goes through that so yeah and and i am like always available to literally any person that would ever want to talk. Um, 
it, whether you're the person going through it or your your family member is and you just need to vent to someone um you can message her on instagram at hannah nicole johnson <laughs> nicole is spelled really weird n-i-c-h-o-l-e nick hole micholi micholi okay last question Oh my god! <laughs> no, really, and we'll end. This is gonna be three hours. Do best three hours of your life. As a recovering drug addict, does that addiction go away, or is that something that you feel like you'll maybe battle for the rest of your life? Not battle because I don't think you're there. Like, oh, I need drugs, but like, is it something <laughs> that you think you're always going to have to stand strong against? I think that there will be seasons of my life where I might have to like um, stand more firm. Recently, I had to get my like dental stuff done and like I I had to say like please don't prescribe me any strong pain medication not because I was like so scared that I would get home and like go crazy but because I didn't even want the opportunity for that to happen um I have never been in a situation since getting clean where I am like tempted or wanting or like yearning for it. And I'm very blessed to say that. Um, But every single person that I was involved with during that time, I have not spoken to since then. And so not Not having- Not for lack of them trying either. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. Um, And so I, luckily I don't have like access points. Um, should, Should I ever be like, oh my God, tonight I just want to get high. I wouldn't even know who to ask. So that's also a good thing. Um, and Well, you would just message your ex-boyfriend who's dying to talk to you. <laughs> it's probably pretty easy. So Let's not, uh, let's give not do ideas. that. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't think I ever would though. And I think that I know like what I want in life well enough to know that if I ever was at a point where I was like, I want to do drugs, I have so many people that I could call and come stay with or have come to my house and just help me. Love that. Nice. So, all right. Well, thank you for coming on. I, I know this went like super long, but we had to include everything. If we were going to have her here. <laughs> Let's go out with the bang. So when you guys hear this, the announcement will have already been made, right, babe? Yes. So we just want to say thank you to everyone that has supported the podcast, supported us. Um, this new chapter that the podcast is going into is we're hoping that it's going to open so many doors and that we'll just be able to reach the new level or plateau that, you know, we want to. So plateau, man, oh, we don't want to reach a plateau. That's where you go flat, like flat, bro. But in order to get to that next step, there's a plateau, right? You reach there, you're standing there. Then you go to the next. No, a plateau is just a full ass well, flat right. mountain. Remember, I am not illiterate and I'm stupid. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> but thank you guys. And we thought, you know, let's. Well, not we, Bethany. I didn't want to do this. <laughs> Bethany <laughs> thought, hey, let's uh, leave a. This is our parting thi- gift. Yeah, it's like departing gift as our last independent episode with no network behind us. It's our little gift for you guys because everyone's been wanting Hannah on the podcast for like a year. So. Here you go. So hopefully we, you know, quieted some questions, answered some of your questions. And if any of you comment less than five stars, I'm coming for you. Oh my God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Jesus is after you. What did Mary say on Real Housewives? She's like, Jesus will get you. Okay. So anyways, 
You can follow us on Instagram at the Garcia Diaries and at Sir Garcia Diaries and at Hannah Nicole Johnson if you're interested. (laughs) And we will see you guys. Don't forget to follow the podcast page. Oh yeah, the Garcia Diaries pod where I'm a political, no, a pop culture. (laughs) Not political. (laughs) I'm a pop culture investigator, okay? Peace. over there. (laughs) Bye guys. It's the Garcia 